Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey, what's up? Jesse Mae Peluso here. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Another Sharp Tongue Podcast coming to you live Monday morning. Yes, it is. August 3rd. Where the hell does the time go? It is August 3rd. We're in the thick of it, folks. Uh, this is Jesse Mae Peluso your hostess with the mostess. Um, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I'm really looking forward to my Atlanta gig at the end of the month. That's going to be the Atlanta Improv, August 27th, 28th, and 29th at the Improv in Atlanta. ATL, show up, show me some love, bring the funk. I am going to be there. I'm bringing my girl Marcella Arguello. Marcella Josefina Arguello, she's coming with me. Um, I told her I want to go to the Claremont Lounge in in Atlanta. I've been told this is the place to go. I think it is a strip club <laughs> with elderly women. I'm pretty sure it is a legendary place. I've never been there. I'm going to Wikipedia it right now. Let's see what Wikipedia says. Claremont Lounge, Atlanta's first and longest continually operating strip club, opened in 1965, located in the basement of the Claremont Motor Hotel in the Ponce Highland neighborhood. It's got a reputation, established, let's see, the, the Claremont survived multiple attempts at being closed by the Atlanta city government. What cunts? You trying to shut down a strip club? Come on. How do you think marriages stay together? They established a nationwide reputation for its kitschy atmosphere and unusual dancers. Now, when you hear unusual dancers in strip club, you just have to go. I don't even I don't even want to read anymore. I don't even want to know. I want to go in. See that I don't mind strip clubs. I really don't. You know, it's it, it's like whatever, you know, make your money. If you're a stripper, more power to you. If you're a dude who goes in there all the time, I feel bad for you. But you know what? I don't, I'm not going to fucking judge. But I have to tell you, when I hear strip club and the next thing is unusual dancers, <laughs> I'm going to fucking go. I'm going to go. I might bring my mom. Um, I want to know why those two words are together and what the hell is going to happen under that roof. Um, but this, this club is legendary. It was on uh, Dave Insomnia, uh, Insomniac with David Tell. I don't know if anyone ever remembers that, that show. David Tell had a show called Insomniac. It was so good and where he just traveled around. Basically, you know, what we do as comedians, you know, just travel around all these different places. It's such a good idea. And then he just was talking to everybody. So he featured the Claremont Lounge on his show. Apparently, everybody goes to this place. Famous people go there, so I'm going there. I'm going to drag Marcella with me, and I'm going to go to the Claremont Lounge. So I'm in Atlanta, Atlanta Improv, ATL, end of August. Holler at your girl. Jesse Jesse Mae Peluso is coming with her Jess America tour to the ATL. Fireman, please come out. I say that every time I do shows, I do press I don't know if you guys follow me on Periscope or Snapchat. Um, I'm available on all those. Just type in my fucking name. It's not that hard to spell. A lot of you like to add an extra E at the end of the first I. It's not that. J-E-S-S-I-M-A-E. 
Peluso, which means big and hairy in Italian. Look me up. I'm on Periscope and Snapchat. But a lot of the times when, we, when I'm on the road, you, as comedians, you have to do early morning press, which is one of my favorite things to do. I, I mean, I'm not a morning person, but I love to do the press because the radio people are usually fun. In live TV, like news, morning news is a special, special thing. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody who doesn't get to do the morning do- news. But um, <clears throat> I usually have to get up early for, you know, these things. You have to get up and you have to do the the uh, morning news and all this shit, the, the uh, press in the morning. So I, um, what the fuck was I talking about? I can't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. I was all hyped up over something. What the fuck was I saying? Jesus Christ. Now I can't remember. I guess it wasn't a good idea to smoke a bowl before I decided to do the podcast. Was it? Not not a really good fucking idea, Jesse. Maybe you should have thought thought this through. Um Yeah, but you have to you have to get up early and do press. Was it something about the press? What the fuck was it? Was it anything important? I guess that I love to get up early and do and do things. Is that what the fuck I was talking about? I can't believe I don't remember. <laughs> oh god you know I don't even know what you want from me I really don't at this point I can't I can't function maybe because I had two hot dogs I just had two hot dogs I'm gonna stop eating meat I can't do it anymore I really can't I don't want to eat meat anymore and it's you feel gross after you eat hot dogs oh god and hot dogs are the worst they're the worst and I watched this there was like one of these you know videos online about you know what happens how the animals are transported to be slaughtered and it was this transport truck filled with pigs and they were just laying on their sides they're all sad and dehydrated I can't I think that's it I I, I was a vegetarian for like 10 years before when I was younger I was like a little you know I don't know what I was doing being a vegetarian at that age but well I do know what I was doing because it's healthier and it's more humane even though you know i get it people have to eat animals we 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 turn to eating animals um not that we have to but it's just you know it's it's in our ancestry our teeth formed so we could grind up meat but i just i can't do it anymore i'm so grossed out i feel so bad i mean damn it just when you start cooking that meat it smells so delicious it's hard to resist but I was a vegetarian for 10 years, so I think I might have to go back on it because I just almost ate two hot dogs like it was nobody's business. And it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and I also made a green smoothie. Okay? So I, I need to get my shit straight, really, is what needs to happen. Because I'm eating a green smoothie. Mm-hmm. A green smoothie and a hot dog. I really have to get my priorities straight. Wait for it. <coughs> I'm sorry. I sneezed. <coughs> Woo! I apologize. I apologize for that. Ah. I know what I was all hyped up over. Firemen. Yeah, so I, I get up early and I have to do morning press, radio, and in the morning news. Welcome to the morning show, Bobby and Shirley in the morning. Um, I love the morning news, and I always invite firemen out to my shows. 
I say it specifically. Carly and I used to do that when we were on tour together last year. Um, and I'm not talking about married firemen. I'm not looking to be a homewrecker. Single firemen, please come to my show. I will set the stage on fire so you can um, come and bust out your hose. <laughs> and I just always invite firemen every time I do the morning news. I invite them. That's what I do. So I hope uh, I hope you guys start to come out because only a couple have come out and they've come out with their wives. And I love when the wives come too. But, you know, I'm trying to be a wife myself. So actually I'm not. That's a lie. That's a total lie. Don't listen to that. I just don't, I just don't think I want to be a wife. Because I, you know, I don't know if I want to have kids. So I think I'm just going to have to be like a... Uh, I want to be like one of those rich old ladies that wears like silk kimonos and and like a shitload of makeup all day long and she just bangs all of her like young pool boys and stuff but she's just like you know kind of ja ja gaborn it around the pool <laughs> that's what I want to be I want to be ja ja gabor um so <laughs> I don't know if anybody listened to last week's episode but I was sent a package of perfume and I didn't know who it was from and I opened it up and I sniffed it and all that and I was like oh my god somebody sent me perfume so sweet nobody sent me perfume I didn't realize that it was my friends uh Laura Murphy who is has been on this podcast she's on the farts episode uh is one of my best friends and she's the director of girl code uh she's been crashing with me and it's her perfume she bought for herself and sent it to her, but she just didn't put her name on the box. Here I am thinking I have somebody who's being sweet and sending me fucking perfume. Nope, just Laura's that she ordered from Amazon.com. So there you have it. So nobody sent me any fucking perfume. I'm really sad about it. So take your, this opportunity to please think about it and send me something delicious. <laughs> Whether it be perfume tacos I would love if somebody just sent me some tacos that would be so sweet that would be so original fuck flowers oh he sent me a tulip yeah did he your oh your guy sent you a tulip my guy my guy sent me a carnitas taco I got chili rellenos how about that your tulip's gonna die in a day he he brought me nourishments (laughs) chips and guacamole how romantic I had so much fun. I was in, I had one nighter, a one night gig this past Friday in Calusa Casino. Sorry, didn't even know where you were before. I didn't know you were, you were a real place. Calusa Casino in Calusa, California. Apparently they're known for making a shitload of tomatoes. I drove by like six tomato trucks. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Is this place run by a bunch of mobsters? Just a bunch of guineas? Growing tomatoes and making sauce. Um, Calusa was a lot of fun. Played the casino. It was a ton of people. You guys packed out that room. Um, and then we went to one of the sidebars, me and the other comics, after the show. And proceeded to do tequila shots and had a dance party. It looked like we were having a dance party in like a restaurant. I think we were. <laughs> We were having a dance party in a restaurant that we turned into a dance club. Um, I was grabbing chairs from tables. 
and just putting them on the dance floor. I don't know why I was doing that. Um, we also did a conga line. I mean, this is what happens. You get a bunch of white people together dancing and drinking. A conga line's going to happen. Either conga or limbo. People might conga into a goddamn limbo line. It was a lot of fun. It was just me and a bunch of Native Americans. Actually, it was a very mixed crowd. It was black people, Spanish people. We had some Mexicans. We had some Native Americans. We had your regular white girls. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I just, way too much tequila. And if you saw on Periscope, some Asian lady was locked out of her of her hotel room. <laughs> and I was going up to go back to my hotel room, drunk off of tequila. She didn't speak English, but I could tell by her nonverbal communication that she was locked out of her hotel room. And she's just like saying some shit to me in her native language. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm going to help you out. And I asked her to be my best friend and she shut the door on my face. So that's what happens in Calusa Casino. You can't make friends with random Asian women in the hallway. Well, I tried. What do you want from me? <laughs> I say that an awful lot. What do you want from me? I hate when people fucking say that in arguments. Well, what do you want from me? It's usually they say it when you want a whole bunch of stuff from them. I want you to not be a dick. I want you to pick up after yourself in the apartment. I want you to um, not be such a slob. I want you to just stop asking me what you want from me and you should just know it. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's always said by people who give you nothing. Mmm. Shakes. I'm drinking um a juice. I always feel like a baby when I make, when I juice shit. You know, when you just put all the vegetables in the Nutribullet I feel like such a baby I feel like I should be laying on my back and someone should be feeding me the 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 juice just it feels weird drinking vegetables <laughs> it's like I, I think I might have to do that when I get older you know because of sickness I'm not able to chew I don't want to rush to that point in my life I just want to like take it slow um yeah it is a I actually got a tan. I'm kind of excited about having a tan. It's it, it looks like a, it's more of a sunburn. Actually, yeah, I, it's it's like a sunburn because I really don't have that much Italian skin. I kind of got my mom's frail, white, pasty skin. My dad, he turns, he, he like blends into tree bark. He gets so tan. He looks like a goddamn foreign criminal. <laughs> He, took, he takes his shirt off and it looks like he has a shirt on underneath that because of his farmer's tan. It's so damn white. The contrast is so high. Um, I've just, you know, you really got to wear your SPF. And the one thing that bothers me about SPF, I'm going to be such a chick right now, a lot of it clogs your pores. I don't know if you ladies realize this. SPF can clog your pores and I got a big ass chimple under my chin. It looks like I'm, a baby is being birthed from underneath my jawline but I've been hiding it with makeup because you know vanity oh god it's just like it's we live in such a shitty society when a pimple can really ruin your day a pimple can really just ruin your day I remember when my skin was so bad I had the worst skin like I was on Accutane twice and my, my skin was just horrific but pimples would ruin my day, 
ruin my, I wouldn't even go out. I would call out of work because of pimples. Isn't that some vain shit? And I know I'm not the only person when you get a pimple, you're like, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit. And it's like, it's such a trivial, narcissistic, vain thing to have ruin your day. And and I, I was thinking about all the things that kind of drive me nuts. I... Like all the things you complain about, you know, oh God, my job is so hard and oh, I can't, I have to drive somewhere and oh, I can't find parking, like whatever. Oh my God, he was so rude to me. Whatever the fuck you complain about or anything that sort of bothers you, I it was really put into perspective for me because I was driving and I was at a red light and in LA, it was just a shitload of traffic. I wasn't going anywhere, so there was this person walking on the sidewalk next to me and next to her was a person walking, not really walking. It was just a torso of a man, uh, with like one nub of a leg left over. He wasn't walking. He was using his nub to propel him on the skateboard that his torso was sitting on. And he had nubs for arms And he's just rolling down the street, laughing, having a great time with his girlfriend who was walking next to him like a normal human being. And right then and there, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to complain about my period cramps anymore. I'm not going to complain about being tired. I'm not going to give a shit about my foot itching because this guy can't even itch his feet. I wonder if his feet itch even though they're gone. Like maybe his brain... You know, that thing that happens when you lose your limbs, you go through a depression. Like maybe his brain is simulating memories of an itchy foot and he goes to reach it. And he can't even itch his brain's image of his itchy foot anymore. I'm not going to complain about anything. This guy was wheeling on a skateboard. Just a little bit of his torso. Just pushing down the damn street. Happy as a clam. Almost the size of a clam. He was a, it was just a torso. That is so fucked. That is so fucked. I don't know. And I say like, if that were to ever happen to me, I don't know if I'd want to continue on less of the person I was before. But then again, man, how that would put some shit into perspective. And that's got to be like, a war injury. He's got to be like a soldier or something because that, that looked like some shit. Like if he stepped on a, a a mine or a landmine, you know, where they go and they, and those booby traps are all set up overseas or anywhere where, you know, they're hiding stuff and they don't want you to get in their territory and they have landmines everywhere. That's got to be what that is from. That's what those are war wounds, man. And I'm like, uh, I have a stomach ache. <laughs> it's like anytime I start to get a headache or anyone starts to complain like, oh, okay. Yeah. You can't handle life right now. You're in a lull. Oh, you're in a lull. Okay. Well, I just saw a torso skate by me on a skateboard, but please tell me about your emotional lull that you're in. Oh, you're so depressed. Yeah. Well, how how depressed do you think this guy's knuckles are? Guess what? He doesn't fucking have any. Okay? So why don't you quit complaining about your arthritis? <laughs> oh, fuck. 
I don't know who that dude was. I would love to talk to him. You know what? If there's anybody listening to this podcast who has lost a limb, I'm not talking like a digit of your pinky nail. I'm not talking like a digit of your finger. I mean like lost a limb. I want to have you on the podcast. So if you're listening, please email me. Comedy at gmail. I want to talk to you about what the fuck happens after you lose a part of your body. I really want to know that it, it's just, ugh. God bless anybody who had to go through that. He just was skating and laughing, telling jokes, telling jokes. Oh, God. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm so, I just can't. I can't. I'm so tired. <laughs> Are you tired? Yeah, okay. This guy's uh, propelling his whole body with the nub of his hip. Tell me how tired you are again, Tiffany. Oh, sometimes we just need a little shot of perspective. That was insane, man. Oh, God. What are we going to do? What are we going to do with our lives? I, uh, I started painting again. That's something that I used to do a lot back in the day I used to draw and sketch and do all that and I started painting and it's you know I gotta tell you one of my favorite fucking things now is to just smoke a little herb and sit on my patio and paint like I'm some sort of autistic chimpanzee I just get out there and I get in my zone (laughs) I don't want any chimpanzee autistic chimpanzee enthusiast and uh people to to send me emails okay it's just go with me on this ride don't be judgmental just leave your judgments and your criticisms at the door when you listen to these podcasts and let people just speak whatever the hell they want to speak and know that 99.9 percent of it is in jest okay let me just smoke my joint and go paint like i'm some sort of crazy chimpanzee i love it it's just it calms me it really does it centers me. It's like my, it's my chi. Everyone has to find their chi. You have to find like your energy, your center. You need like a little Zen in your life. You just got to find where you can get to a place where you can clear your mind. And sometimes you like you breathe out and a little fart will happen and then you get extra clear. How nice is that? We need more of that. Everyone stresses too much. No more stressing because people are getting around town on fucking rollerblades and they don't have legs so let's just put shit into perspective i um i'm gonna be starting to do something fun on this podcast i talked about giveaways we still have to do movies and stuff i love my movies horror movies are my favorite i'm gonna start to do giveaways i have a couple companies that i love that i've um partnered up with they they were fans of the show and fans of my comedy and I have they've been nice enough to give me products to give away so next week I'm going to be doing a giveaway and they're custom necklaces that I had made from this company called Urban Smith uh it's it's a dope jewelry company out of San Francisco they make everything custom you can even go to uh, urbansmith.com I believe is their website and you can make anything on a ring or a necklace or you know they I think they're doing earrings they do all sorts of custom jewelry so please check them out the it's theurbansmith.com they do nameplates they do ring nameplates it's dope so I have four necklaces 
that I'm going to be giving away and how, how you can be a part of this. You obviously have to be subscribed to the podcast to even know about it. But uh, for the first giveaway, I'm going to do a caption contest because you guys know that I love to do ridiculous hashtags on my Instagram page. So I'm going to do a, uh, not caption, a hashtag contest on next this coming weekend. And then whoever I think is the funniest, I'm going to announce the winner on next Monday's podcast. So look out for Instagram. I'll do it. I'll probably do it um, Saturday. So go to my Instagram page, which is just Jessie Mae Peluso. J-E-S-S-I-M-A-E-P-E-L-U-S-O, P-E-L-U-S-O on my Instagram page and look out for that and and send me your favorite, craziest, funniest hashtag and try not to make it all about dick. Some of it can be about dick, not all of it. Um, What else is happening today? Um, Ben Affleck and Jen Garnifer. Garnifer! I said Jen Garnifer! <laughs> oh my god, Jennifer Garner. Wow, that was like a stroke and a half. Jen Garnifer sounds like a optro- optometrist from New England. Jen Garnifer. Um <laughs> Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Guard I don't even Garner? Garner. Why can't I say her name? Anyways, he fucked the nanny. So, is anyone shocked? Is is Jennifer shocked? I mean, that's what the papers say. You know, that's what all these stupid magazines say. And I, you know, the OK Mags and the Us Weekly and people, you know, they divulge all of the celebrity secrets. But, what, I mean, hasn't Ben kind of shown his colors his true colors of who he is as a person. He's an, a little bit of an addict. He likes gambling. He likes women. I mean, it's, what are you going to do? You can't, that, that you can't change. You can't really change a person. My dad is a gambling son of a bitch. And he, you know, he'll borrow money. He doesn't, I say borrow. He's never going to pay me, pay us back. And I don't expect him to pay me back, but I, I lend him money. I, I, my sister and I support him. And he's a gambling man. And I know that when I give him $100, $200 here and there, it's going to go right to Barkino. He plays quick draw at the change of pace. And I know all the money's going to go right there. I know that's where it's going to go. Um, because I know my dad is a gambling person. And I, and I, he's not going to change. So I just accept it for what it is. Now, I'm not fucking my dad. I know Jennifer Garner has to fuck Ben Affleck, her husband. This is a totally different situation. Um, but it's just you know, she knows who he is. He showed his true colors. But I mean, he had to be so, why are guys so dumb? Why are you banging the nanny? That's too close to home, dude. You got to get somebody who works outside the house, like the male woman, male woman, male person. Shit. Even like the manicurist would have been better. The nanny. Ah, damn. And then she thinks they're in love. I mean, this is what the magazines say. Again, I'm just going by all this stupid celebrity news that sometimes, once in a while, I get excited about. But, like, come on. This this nanny chick, she can't really think that Ben Affleck is, is in love with her. You're a nanny. 
I mean, they don't stay with the nannies unless you're the late, great Robin Williams. He was with, you know, he left his wife for the nanny. He was with the nanny for like 14 years. But that's a rare, rare case. They don't, they don't stay with the nanny. They just don't. I mean, look at Tiger Woods. He married a nanny. She got lucky, huh? His, his Ellen Nord, Nordigen, Nordig, Nordigren, whatever her last name was. Ellen, the, uh, the hot Swedish chick. She was a nanny. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, a nanny's the new career t- to pursue. <laughs> Girls, drop out of school. Don't be a stripper. Be a nanny. And bang somebody famous. And then you can become a housewife. Let's all aspire to that. Can we please? We'll all be done. Dumb. But at least we'll know how to change a diaper, right? I'm not saying all nannies are dumb, okay? I, I just heard... I just imagined somebody listening and going, I'm a, not, I'm a nanny. I'm not dumb. Fucking calm down. Okay? But the majority of nannies are fucking dumb. This girl sleeps with Ben Affleck, if that's true. Allegedly. What a bitch, man. No wonder girls can't stand each other. What a bitch. Taking care of their kids. Changing diapers and sucking dicks. That's just wrong. That's just not right. People got to raise their children with some respect and dignity. That's what that, that's what that problem is. She thought she could, so she did. She didn't respect. She's got right up in there. She was shitting on the hand that fed her. What is that? What's that saying? Don't shit in the mouth of the person who's feeding you. Don't shit where you eat. (laughs) Don't shit in the mouth of the person who's feeding you. (laughs) That's a whole other different story. Um, It's just, I'm like, come on. Jen G, Jen Garnifer. I'll take you out, girl. You'll be fine. You probably still have the alias money tucked away. You'll be good. And, you know, d- live your life. Live your life. Look at Madonna. Look at J-Lo. They're, f- they're fucking robbing the cradle re- left and right. They go to daycares and pick up their new boyfriends. You'll be fine. You're a hot white chick, and you've got black girl lips. Jennifer Garner, is, she's, got a, she's got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has watched Deliverance, but that's a Deliverance quote. You got a pretty mouth. Uh, she'll be you'll you'll be fine. Let Ben go on his way. Let him bone. Let him bone the nanny. You know what? Let him fuck the nanny. Who cares? Just you know, raise your kids. Tell Ben will be sad. He he's sad. He's definitely sad. If Ben's banging the nanny, he's sad. And there's probably guys out there right now like he's not sad. He's banging the nanny. Nanny. He's having a grand old time. But like. You peel away a couple of those layers. He's a sad, sad person. You can see it in his face. Rarely does he smile. He always looks like he's holding in a fart. It's just... this It happens. I almost would... If I were able to speak to every woman that gets married in Hollywood to another man who was in the limelight, I would be like, prepare yourself for infidelity. Just prepare yourself for infidelity. However you have to do that. However you have to do that. 
whether it's a weekly, you know, you go roller skating once a week just to really <laughs> get your mind off of the reality of life. You just go roller skate, do something for yourself. You know, you get manicures every week. I don't know. You drink a fifth of vodka every Monday at 10 a.m. Whatever you have to do, do it to prepare yourself for infidelity for these women who marry men who are also in the limelight. It's tough. It's tough. It is tough. Because there are girls like these little fucking nannies that get these jobs and open their little slutty nanny legs to the husbands. See, I don't I don't consider girls who sleep with numerous partners sluts. I don't think that's a slut. That's just somebody being sexually active. I do consider girls who do that to married women sluts. That's a slut move, especially if you're the nanny, especially if you're the paid help. Air. 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 Gross. So, get your shit together. <laughs> Try a little, practice a little restraint. Eat an extra cheeseburger. I don't know. Maybe don't be such a bitch. That's a bitch move. That's like, that's like anti-woman right there. You're not, you're not a woman's woman. You're out there for yourself, you little slutty nanny. But maybe, maybe Ben you know, rubbed his dick on her one day. Maybe she was in the kitchen preparing a bottle and he, you know, braised the sausage on her thigh and he started it. We don't know what came first, the chicken or the boner. (laughs) We don't know. But while we know they came a lot around that whole house, that's fucked up. That's a mess. I feel bad for her, man. So Garner, if you're listening... I'll go out with you. Let's go to Vegas for a weekend. We'll be fine. You and I can gamble. I'll find us some firemen. We'll be all good, boo. You don't need Ben Affleck. He is sexy, though. But you know what? There's sexy men out there, and you look good, too. You got those big-ass lips. You're going to be fine. So that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Because that's all men want, right? Big lips. Oh, my God. Okay. uh, Speaking of big lips... My guest today doesn't have big lips because he's a white person and our lips usually suck. Uh, he's one of my really good comedy friends and my neighbor. Now, I live in Marina Del Rey and he literally lives next door to me. We're starting to try and hang out more because that's the neighborly thing to do and we get along great. We're both from upstate New York, we're both from Syracuse. I believe he's from Oswego, but same thing upstate life we're both from the from that central new york we're both obsessed with wayne mahar shout out to wayne mahar who is syracuse's famous weatherman and peter hall i'm not gonna forget about you peter peter always yells at me um but wayne mahar is my and my next guest's biggest syracuse crush we both have a crush on wayne mahar (laughs) uh yeah so i hope you enjoy the interview with my very good friend Owen Benjamin, aka the serial killer. We're good. Yeah. Your hair's a mess. Is it? Well, it's getting longer. 
So it's yeah. harder to keep straight. I look like Wolverine, kind of. Because you buzzed it like a while ago. Yeah. You looked like a, like a totally different person. Like you buzzed your hair and then you got like super thin. Yeah. What, did you just run every day? I think a lot of it had to do with the buzzing. You I think, think people just, perceived me as thinner than I was. No, you were thinner. I was? Yep. <laughs> uh, you were. Did you go on like a workout rage? Yeah. I think just moving here, I, I was like still super fascinated by the beach. So I was running every single day for sure. Do you do that? Like, do you have like, do you get like addicted to stuff? Yeah. Like crazy. <laughs> That's why I'm really happy when it's a positive swing. Yeah. Once I'm addicted to something good. And well, have you ever been addicted to something bad? Yeah. Like what? Uh, I, used to, I chewed tobacco for a long time. That's disgusting. Yeah, see? Bad. How did you even... Who, how do people start chewing tobacco? Were you a farmer? Pretty much. <laughs> no, I was uh, a Swigo, New York. It's, uh, you started in a Swigo? Yeah, I was in high school. We used to, on the bus, like lacrosse or football bus, we would chew in the back. And then we just kept it going. It, do you get, I, I had to do one for a video I did. I had to put snooze. Is it the same thing? Snooze? Well, snooze I did out here. Like when I continued the addiction to Los Angeles. <laughs> you I, did? Yeah, but I switched to, I only quit like three years ago, two and a half years ago. Gross, Owen. But I went to snooze though because snooze wouldn't get in your teeth and you didn't have to spit it. I had to put snooze in my mouth for a video I did, like a funny video. What'd you think? I almost threw up. Well, and, I felt and like by the I way, shot that, to my head. That's the mildest possible snooze. Oh. Like Kodiak and shit like that? That's what it was. It was Kodiak, and I felt it go straight to my brain. Oh, yeah, Kodiak's strong. It's so gross. You just stick it down in your mouth? Yeah, and you just and you feel... Because it, it, you feel terrible, but you're addicted to feeling terrible. I can't explain it. Well, I think I might... Then I'm addicted to something. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you doing? <laughs> dick. No, it's so stupid. <laughs> Drama dick. You grew up in a Swigo. It's so weird. Yeah, it's insane. They're crazy. I mean, I'm I'm doing a show at the Scrabba Town Inn. Have you ever been to the Scrabba Town Inn? The Scrappit Town Inn. Scrabba Town Inn. What the fuck is that? Scrabba. It's uh, it's like uh, a Swigo is twelve thousand people, and Scrabba is is like a smaller town next to it. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. No, Did it's uh, it's it's. It's country. I mean, it's straight up. It is country. Yeah, muck farms and. We're from the country. It's legit country. Did you ever go to the state fair? Yeah. I loved the state fair. Yeah. I fucking love the state, the butter sculpture. Yeah, just it's so <laughs> mullet heavy. <laughs> it's so mullet heavy and it's so, <laughs> I've got three kids by five different men heavy. Right. Which genetically is, makes you evolutionarily superior, which oh, is crazy. Oh, so superior, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like a, a lot of times like the poor hillbilly vibe is at, according to Darwin are doing better than rich people. Yeah, because they're f they're finding ways to like sur it's surviving. So they get desperate and then they figure out ways to like really expand what they have. All all fitness is is how many kids do you have? If, <laughs> it's it's true like if Carl Lewis has one kid and the dude at Yogurtland has six, that dude is more fit than Carl Lewis. No, you're right. Cuz it's just how many survive. So that's why it's like really funny to me. And it's also so about are superior. They are. And they're also <laughs> genetically superior because it's, it's more because uh, they have kids with like nine different people. So it's like more uh, random connection. It's random, and it's random DNA. Yeah. Like it's healthier DNA. It's like that's my black kid. That's my Puerto Rican kid. Those are my three white kids. You start you start your own community. 
Yeah, you basically start the country of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> or Syracuse, New York. Yeah. <laughs> you start the country. <laughs> but the problem is when they, they, inter, they interbreed. Oswego's, that happens a lot. Oswego's really, because we used to make fun of Fulton for being incestual. Fulton was incestual. Yes, we goes more. We didn't know it though. And when it we is? found, yeah, we're worse than Fulton. How do you know? Who tests that? Census. Yeah, there's a there's a higher rate of incest in Oswego than Fulton, and we didn't realize that. And then someone like looked it up, and they're like, "Okay, well, oh, here's, shit." Here's a scenario where incest makes sense. Okay. You live on a farm. Right. You have a brother, or you have a sister. You have a family. So hot. Go on. <laughs> Okay, and your, um, what's the farming when you farm, sus, sus, subsistence farming, right? Yeah, it's called. We subsistence. Farm, subsistence farming, where you farm for yourself. And so you're doing that, and you don't live near anybody, and you're miles away. You can't even see your next neighbor. Right. You can't even see fires at night. Right. And you run out of transportation, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> That's where incest kind of makes sense. What yeah. What if you're stuck there? I think incest. No cable, no no wheels. Sibling incest. There's not a great argument for that, but cousin incest. Of course, you can totally see that in those scenarios where it's like you don't. There's not a lot of people. There's not. There's not a lot of people that you're gonna yeah. run into. Right. Kevin Bacon and, and Kira, Kira. What's her name? His wife. Are they cousins? They're like ninth cousins. So well, FDR and his and his wife were like second cousins. Ugh. That's yeah. too close for comfort. Yeah. That's like family reunion. No, that's uh, that's too. But they say that that's okay. After second, second is when it starts being genetically all right. But first cousin, when it gets diluted. Yeah, it's diluted <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of it's you know because incest it, to me it sounds abusive no matter what. It sounds like it it does, and it's like well then when you watch mov- movies that are like. Roman when they're they're shot in the Roman times everyone's fucking their sister well that until very recently everyone was kind of fucking their relatives I mean there's at one point in human history where there's 200 people on the entire planet yeah so I mean <laughs> I mean it was yeah. like a like yeah Cousins were constant fucking. we're all related yeah I mean feudalism and shit there's like pockets of people that they would meet 400 people in their entire life like for their whole life yeah and those people were in the same area for thousands of years it's crazy. It's this, so all this gross. shit is very new. It really is. I think we're Way actually doing pretty out. good for what's happening. Oh, are we? L- kinda. Like we're kind of adapting pretty quick to like being understand. Like imagine not like not only did you not see people of other races, but you didn't see other people of like different like last names. Yeah, that's true. And then shit changed. Like so imagine like seeing a Chinese person for the first time if no one had ever known what that looked like. <laughs> Because my mom experienced that, and she told me what that felt like. <laughs> when did she see a Chinese person? Uh, well, same with black. Like, when she was from, a, her dad was a, a lead miner, you know, dirt, dirt poor uh, Wisconsin, and she had never seen an, an Asian or a black person. She saw one, they went to Iowa, because she had a town of 600, went to Iowa, and, and she saw an Asian person and she said it was like one of the craziest feelings she ever had. Cause she didn't know that people could look like that. That is so, I can't even imagine that. Cause growing up in Syracuse, like I went to Henniger high school. Yeah. It was so diverse. It was, yeah. it, there were more minorities than there were regular white way, people. Uh, way. And they, they beat the shit out of us in football. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, you guys had an unbelievable football team. We had team. a great football team and yeah. basketball. Yeah, I mean, you're, who was it? There was one dude that was just ridiculous. Coach-wise? No, a player. Oh, I can't remember his name. He went to Michigan. Football? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's one that he went, went to play for um, – the he, wo- I don't know. He played for he played for NFL. Yeah, and his father ended up cutting the grass at the high school. I can't think of his name though. All I remember is we would work our asses off on all these elaborate plays, <laughs> and then you guys, it would just be like you'd line up the same every time and just throw it to this one dude, and <laughs> you won. Like we'd have all this like, well, we're gonna do a trap, then a sweep, then a bootleg, and you guys would be like, just. Like we'll tell it to Carl. You would tell us this plays. It'd be like same thing as last time, and it was just, and we would try and guard this dude. You could literally. There's nothing we could do. Same thing as last. It'd be like time. same thing on last. Same thing as last time on the same count on three. <laughs> and it, it was just to the point where they, you guys didn't have a playbook. It was just throw it to that dude. We were pretty good. So good. Yeah. But we we'd win in lacrosse though. You you look like you played lacrosse. I played lacrosse. Why yeah. not you play basketball lacrosse? No, just lacrosse and football. Not basketball. You're a tall mother. How did you not play basketball? It's uh, I was I'm more of a I like the physical sports. I'm not really uh, like put my hands in the air and wave them like you just don't yeah. care. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Like I, I tried out. I almost said audition. That's how long I've been in Los Angeles. I uh, I tried out for the middle school team and I I was wearing jeans and I was drunk. <laughs> I was wearing I was wearing green jeans. I, you I were? remember, yeah, I remember because I was really proud of those jeans. Why and were the, you so proud of them? Uh, I don't know because they're Levi or something. I was like, oh, I got these sweet green jeans. <laughs> and I remember I I, uh, I was probably a foot taller than everyone else, and and the coach was basically like, "This isn't for you, man." <laughs> and I was like, "But I'm like clearly I'm I'm six seven at this point, so I was probably." In, in middle school, maybe six feet tall. Oh, my God. And just like a gazelle. And they're like, yeah, this isn't your thing. You need a, so you need like, you're, to We can support. smell beer on your breath and you're wearing green <laughs> jeans. And you just knocked over a kid for no reason. You're like, I thought that was this is what we do in I'm sports. Like, I thought this is what we do. We just like gang up on each other. <laughs> like the good hearted just thug. Where I'm like, I thought we just like kick and punch. You don't push? I thought we push. In football, they say push. <laughs> I push. <laughs> were you an excelling student? You were probably really good because your parents are both very collegiate. Yeah. yeah, they're both professors. I, w- I would get horrible grades and then always get hundreds on the tests. I was like that too. Yeah. I get like one in one class, I got an eight. I don't even know that was <laughs> out of 100. How could you even get that? Yeah. An Just eight? An eight. Eight out of 100. Oh my God. That's like almost a teacher being like, fuck you. Yeah, no, they hated me. They they hate it. They're like one teacher a year would like love me. Like love. And yeah. the rest would always be like, You think you're better than us with your thoughts? <laughs> you know? Hated. Well, hated. A lot of teachers I had teachers like that. They were just angry that I would challenge them at all. Totally. They basically were just like, Don't say anything. Just blend in. And I yeah. I couldn't do that. I would always just be like, but and I would do it on both sides. I still get in trouble for that shit. Yeah. You know, because there's no political party for me because they always they all sound like, you know, it's like, well, you have a Prius, but you also have 12 other cars. It's like, shut up. <laughs> and then it's the same on the other side where I'm like, well, you hate taxes, but you like use the highway. And they're like, you shut up. <laughs> I'm like, who am I? <laughs> you look so crazy right now because, first of all, you make such valid points, but your hair is like really crazy. 
Yeah. And you, you have like you you look like you're ready to go golfing. You have like your Under Armour polo t-shirt on and my hot pink microphone. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm all over the map. You look like yeah, you look like a flamboyant like sports announcer. I look like I'm blowing an ice cream cone. <laughs> oh wait, did you did you watch the Ronda Rousey fight? Are you into that? Yeah, I love Ronda Rousey. That was crazy, right? Yeah, she's awesome. I, I love her on more. podcasts. You ever listen to her? Yeah, she's 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 cool. As fuck. She's smart. Yeah, she's yeah. very smart. She, she's, she's quick. Yeah, and she's and she kind of know like her mom was a judo champion and and like a PhD, and her stepdad was like a rocket scientist. And she's like, yeah, they basically like just made me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, very honest about her deal. Yeah, and I just think she's funny. Like, she is I, funny. Yeah, and I like how she is with her body. She's like, no, this is. Feminine because I'm a woman, you fucking assholes. Yeah, that interview where she was like, I'm a do-nothing bitch. I'm not a do-nothing bitch. I didn't see that. Oh, so good. She was talking about, like, people talking about her body not being, you know, her body being masculine. And she's just like, just because I'm not made to fuck doesn't mean that I'm not feminine. Right. She's like, I'll kick your ass. Yeah, she's like, I'll knock you out and then I'll fuck you any way I want. Yeah, I'll fuck you. I'll fuck you up in your face and with your dick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, what is a feminine body except for the ability of having children, which you would have? Right, and isn't having a pussy doesn't that make you? That's feminine all it is. Immediately, yeah. that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's all it is. What's the male equivalent? What's a masculine body? Just a like a dick? Well, yeah. Like, what would a not masculine body be? Because then it would be like, like your you're body's so fat feminine. you can't get to your dick. Yeah, like if you had a fupa. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's a weird like that doesn't really go both like. That would be like me saying that you have a feminine body, but what would that mean? Like titties? Breasts. Uh, I literally have no idea because it has to work both ways or else it's not it valid. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, what's a masculine what's a feminine, body? A feminine male body. A feminine male body. Maybe uh, like a twink, like those a little twink, guys. Yeah, like, a twi- like, a, like the gay guys. Yeah. But then they're gay. But there's, there's heterosexual twinks. That's true. Like you ever like see like there's comics out there that are like it's five four and hairless. Twinks. Yeah, like I know I have some buddies that are so small and just hairless. <laughs> like, you know. You just described like everybody's wish dick. Yeah, small like uh, and like KT Katara has jokes about how he is <laughs> about how like girls would pick him up and fuck him because he's, he's so, so small. See, I can't. I don't have a type, but they ha- they have to be taller. Yeah. I'm like so obsessed with bonobo monkeys right now because they don't go to war. No, they fuck to. They, they fuck, fuck all the time. They fuck to get over fighting. Yeah, and women are in charge. Oh and, yeah. And it's like they just swoop in and just suck and fuck dudes to submission. So the, the women do it too. They scissor constantly. They're they constantly orgying, orgying. The women eat, and the chimps are male and they're always at war. Yes. So, and um, watching the specials. Where it's like, yeah, we have the chimpanzee preparing for war, you know, and they're covered in blood and all this shit. And they like, they throw their women scraps after they eat. And then bonobos are the exact opposite. The women eat first, but they like never fight because the men, um, but the only, because I'm obsessed with that's how we end wars through like de-shaming sex and all that because women feel bad constantly fucking because they feel bad about it or whatever. And dudes get so like angry because they're full of jizz. You know, the full bellies, empty balls, bumper stickers. Yes. But the only good thing about chimps and lions and all this shit is they're, that's how they get bigger, though, is the alphas. But, yeah. They, they, bonobos are called uh, pygmy or 
dwarf chimps or pygmy chimps. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the only drawback, but I'm fine with that. You don't need to have giant-sized people. Well, it's balance, and then you realize that nature's balanced. Like, yeah, because the little dudes get just as much ass as the big dudes, and they're yeah. like one of the only animals that's like that. That's why this lion that just died, that everyone's flipping out about, it's like the reason he's so huge is because he just murders all his competition and then rapes all the women. He was a huge lion. That's why they're bigger, though. Like, the bigger the species, it's because the alpha male, like, the chimps are so huge because the biggest one gets all the ass and all the food. And then he, and then he starts fucking, and then he makes more bigger ones. Bigger and ones and bigger ones bigger and, bigger, and bigger, bigger ones and bigger ones. But, okay, so you're... T- you're, you're like, egalitarianism is great, and I'm all for I would prefer that. But you're just going to get smaller people. You're going to get smaller people. And it, it's not, you know, when you think about furthering society and growing, you need to literally have enormous people. Well, I mean, back in the day, because then you had to like fight. And like me, I'm a, pr- I'm a product of tons of murder and rape. You are the epitome of murder. <laughs> like I'm a giant, like literally just, you're if you giant. look at me, you're like, that's a series of alpha rapist murderers. You're even the tall guy that walks, who doesn't walk tall. You don't walk tall. No, because I, I try to blend in because I personally am not big in the like murder rape vibe. <laughs> so I'm trying to like blend in and not you look that, crazy. Hun- you, you hunch over a little. Well, I, I stand sideways and I also like have my legs like four feet apart. So I look six, three. <laughs> Which is still tall. Yeah, and I, t- I try to talk softer and not make eye contact too long. Because it's like you get this vibe where if I were just to like walk up to someone and be like, hey, I'm Owen. Like they'd, they'd recoil <laughs> and be like, eh. And so they'd start a hashtag. <laughs> like someone would be like an anti-tall hashtag. So I just try to blend in. Do you, I, this whole Cecil thing. Yeah. I said something on Facebook. I was like, everyone's acting really, really crazy about this whole Cecil the Tiger thing. There's a lot of outrage. You see it. And then I said, I just think it's kind of funny that you don't see nearly half as many passionate posts about children that are dying over there. I or, commented on that post. I laughed my ass because you're so right. It's just, and then people get mad at me. They're like, oh, well, the, t- the lions can't protect themselves. Well, I go, like, I go down those rabbit holes because people make no sense. It do, and there's no, there, it's conflicting contradictory oh my god i because you'll if, if you argue intelligently they're wrong fact right so but it's basically everyone kind of hates this dentist that that's textbook chimpanzee behavior if he had empty balls he wouldn't need a lion head on his no. wall there's something obviously that he's I, you can look at his photo and even not knowing that he was a game hunter i would tell that he's got a lot of angst yeah, he's wound up. A lot of jizz he's build wound, up. There's jizz build That's up. That's why Sub-Saharan Africa never took over the world. <laughs> like, I was arguing, some asshole was arguing that like white people were just better or something because they, they England took over the world. I, I was like, no, you're seeing it. It's the opposite. It's the total opposite. I'm like, they're compensating for something. So they felt that their women weren't trying to keep them home. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> it's they like, no, go fight to fuck. It's like, go get India. Like we're good. Yeah. You have no dick and you're, you know, you're useless here. But like sub-Saharan Africans, it was like, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're, you're staying, staying right, right the right fuck here. here. <laughs> like, cause we're good. Yeah. We're fine. You don't need to go out there and fight. Right. It's like, no, you don't need to enslave people just, just for the fuck of it. Like you have a huge cock. A huge cock. You're staying home. I'm going to make same you food. With J- Japan did the same thing. They were like, <laughs> No, go take all this shit because you have no dick. <laughs> you, have no, you have shrimp dick. Yeah, like the Swedes, 
The Scandinavians are almost like a little bit of both, where they're, they're half like and half because they've got the Nor- like the Nordic, the Neanderthal uh, lineage. Yeah, yeah they're but, huge. Yeah, they 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 would row boats and kill and fuck everyone. Yeah. But then when they discovered chocolates and vodka, they, they stopped. They got lazy and stopped. They, they haven't been to war in five hundred no, years. They're like whatever. Yeah, because like some of them have enormous dicks. Yeah, so it's half. It balances out. But I have that thing where, like in my standup, I say that in a relationship. You either are fighting or you're fucking, and those are just forms of passion that people have to get out of their system. Right. And if you're not doing one, you're doing the other. 100% agree. And it's just the same kind of thing. It's just a different, it's harnessing that energy in a different release. Right. Yeah, like love and hate are the same. Yeah. Apathy is the opposite of everything. But there's this little game hunter thing, like, that's another any dude who needs to have that many animals on his wall that most people let alone hunt don't even see in their natural lifetime no most people won't see a rhinoceros well yeah and it's also like uh like having sex with a prostitute and then hanging your picture on the wall it's like you yeah. you cheated to get it you you paid for it right it's not like so there i was in in africa and this came out of the blue and i fucking killed it so i put it on my wall i would way understand that more than like I paid to have this brought to me and I sh- executed it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very comparable to like a sexual conquest where if someone's like, look at this girl I had sex with and, and it's a prostitute you paid versus someone that totally. wanted to have sex with you. Yeah. And it's, it takes away the whole <laughs> alluring part of it. Yeah, You don't mount a fish. You buy at Ralph's <laughs> <laughs> like someone else caught it. Exactly. And and so then when you go down the rabbit hole with these people, I was doing these these memes of uh like cows that were like, What's a lion have that I don't have? You know, all this shit. And people were like, Yeah, but it's scarcity, they're endangered. I'm like, so you should it should be okay to kill a Chinese person but not a Swedish person. Because if you're talking sheer numbers, that's yeah, your argument. That's, that's why nothing is logical. Because it's like lions are pathological serial killers. <laughs> like they don't eat grass, they eat flesh. And they'll yeah. fucking their entire life is smelling prey to murder. And they and plan deer, it out. Right. They stalk them and mm-hmm. kill them. A deer is just like grazing and like hopping. And we can blow their fucking head off and everyone's fine with it. But as soon as you touch a, a blonde lion... <laughs> I mean, the racial shit is so fucking obvious. It's, yeah, it's so obvious. It's, it's, a, it's literally like a giant, it's a blonde, flowing-haired <laughs> king of the jungle. We, are, we, we know why you're We really know bad. why everyone's pissed off at murdering this beautiful, giant, blonde male. It's like... The parallels are a very it, it Legit is like su- such obvious parallels. <laughs> and you just see all these fucking... It's why people will just kill moths and not butterflies. I right. mean, yeah, it's like, and it's just like it's the oh, same so fucking thing. You're even worse for not wanting to kill it because it's beautiful. That's, Kirk Fox does tons of shit about that. About uh, you can just pull a tuna out of the ocean and just club it. Yeah. Everyone's like, great. But as soon as, as you touch like a peacock, anything beautiful, people anything are like. Anything beautiful or cute, like. Right. Don't eat pigs, but they're eating chicken. Well, oh, chick- yeah. Why? Because chickens are angular in the face. Right. They're reptilian. Totally. They're not as cute. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's, all, it's a whole. It, people just also like to have something to argue about, which I like. I, and I, that's why I like to post shit on Facebook once in a while because it's a good place to debate. Right. It's a really people like to have. They're protected behind their screen. Right. And they like to have an opinion and they like to. Well, voice you're like it. me. You're kind of. Uh, we're both similar in that we're almost like sociologists. <laughs> where sometimes you just like to drop a little cheese in the in the and you see too. what the mice do. You like to see. You like to see how they react, and you right. like to. And also. I did this to see if anybody, I did it in a 
specific time to see if anybody would say anything because like three posts earlier, I had posted something about um, uh, a guy who had abused dogs. He had this, there was a, in the story, this guy had wrapped duct tape around Jesus. three three of his dogs, wrapped it around their face and their eyes and left them for like, oh, just left God. them. So I posted that and then three days later I did the Cecil thing and I just wanted to see if anybody was like, well, you just posted about a dog. Right. Nobody even like saw my Don't hypocrisy that I was trying to be like. No, but see, you're stick. you do what I do in the sense that I felt horrible about the Cecil thing when I first saw it. I'm like, fuck this dentist, fuck him. But I, I think there's different types of comics, like some stick up for the underdog, and the dentist became the underdog. Yeah. Because everyone mobbed at him. You just felt this mob where it's like, that happens to me sometimes where I almost sound chauvinistic, even though I, just because, like, I'll agree, like, my 99% of my thoughts I would be the same as, like, a lot of, like, really intense feminists. Yeah. But I, I hate the, their antics so much that I almost start sticking up for people I wouldn't normally stick up for. Just to, just to like, I do the same. Yeah, where I'm like, don't just, just attack like, for, just don't be a mob. Just yeah, don't. don't be, and don't, and that's the thing. And social media makes it so that it's so much easier to mob and and get on your own soapbox about something that you don't even know the story. You're just reading headlines. You're just reading oh, these totally. little fucking clips. Now everybody's educated about everything. Everybody's got a fucking opinion. The gay shit's the the funniest to me because I made Gay Town in 2006. That's right. And uh, it was about a gay world where I was a closet heterosexual. And that was back when it wasn't cool yet. So I would actually get hateful messages where people are like, you're going to hell, fucking faggot. You know, all these faggot people would say, call me a faggot, like faggot lover. You know, like all this. Because this is before it was this is 10 years ago. Yeah. So and I was like, no, I'm passionate about this. Hating someone for a random thing. Like what makes your dick hard? That's insane. Yeah. So look at how crazy life would be if. It was the reverse. Like you have to do uh, base, uh, you know, fantasy baseball in a park bathroom. You know, like it's just Mormons. It's more mans. And they're like making you feel guilt, you know. Yeah. So I had like a, um, a boyfriend I never fucked. Payman Benz. He directs a bunch of Key and Peele stuff now. He's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, and he's always feeling like broken and sad. And I'm like, I'm just not ready yet. And I had this like girl I was in love with and fucking on this. So I just showed that world. And then when it became cool everyone's out of the woodwork where it's like now that's not now that's all i want no and it to the point where i'm like can, like if i say anything they're like you hate gabe i'm like no i was like you're the bully now yeah, you don't even know what i was like doing now you're before. making it seem like i'm homophobic because i'm not sucking dicks yeah like just in my normal <laughs> life right it's like so if i, I don't be- suck a dick like no i'm like that guy is acting inappropriate. You know, if someone's like, ooh, let me see that. It's like, no, you can't say that. You're yeah. my boss, motherfucker. Right, just because like... Right, it, like you're a gay guido. A yeah. Do you do that as a joke? That's funny. Uh, I, it's more just... That's a really funny concept that once, once things become more acceptable, then they almost become... Oh, it becomes like too much. Oh, like the nerd Nazis. Holy yes, shit. Yes, They're the... Yes. I mean... They, 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 they now treat women bad. That's happened recently, and I think it's the funniest fucking thing. You'll see these nerdy little fucks, and they're like, they're like yeah, well, I fucked her friend. And you're like, yeah, you've you're like, become wait. what you used to hate. Yeah, like, you are now. What you, what you, what you used yeah. To hate. Like, it's, it's like this whole, you, you almost travel through the whole spectrum. It's just, yeah, and it's, it's, it's the same with political environments. Like, Marx probably had a great idea. Lenin 
just enough balls to push push it through but you know and then by the time you're stalin has <laughs> the same mindset as hitler and every other fucking dictator it's like no no one's right you just have to always keep each other in check you like how you need people how, to keep you in check it's like how far are we taking this thing type thing you know <laughs> i think i think we might have capped the ceiling with hitler and then it, then it starts to come back down and it's like too soft too soft then we're in this like jello pudding not Cosby Jello pudding. Yeah, yeah. Because then that's com- that's on the <laughs> but, back. That's back up. Yeah, because that's what's happening with men now. Is I know some women that almost are like, and men that they, they almost miss the gender definition a little, where where it got too paradoxical. Where it's like, I yeah. want you to be a man, but like a feminist. And men's are, men are like, so what do you like? Because men are always seeking female approval. Where it's like, what well, what do you want? Like I'll do whatever you need. Yeah. And it's like, well, I want you to be a man. And it's like, great. And then it's like. So get in the, get in the fucking kitchen. And it's like, don't say that. It's like, what, like, what do you mean? And so, you know, it's like, be present, but like, look ahead, like be close to your mom, but don't talk to your mom. Like, fuck me hard, (laughs) but be gentle about it. Like be a man, but be like sensitive. Like, you know, fight for equal wages, but know that I'm not going to work when I have a baby. It's like nothing you're saying makes sense. You know, it's just this whole, like, it's this paradox where they set men up. And we're trying, we're trying, where it's like, so you want me to be like, to like, listen to, like, you're in charge, but I make the decision where it's like, no, we're going to dinner here. It's like, yeah, I love how you take control. And it's like, but it's so quick where it sounds abusive. Yeah. And it's, it's a very fine line between like, it's like girls wanting a sensitive asshole. That's what it is. It's like, you want, you want the guy that might fuck your sister, but he's not going to, but you want to think he may. Right. But he doesn't. Right. You want the guy who's going to pull the back of your head, pull your hair, but, you know, not call you a bitch. You don't right. want to call you a bitch. Like, like rape, rape you, but you feel safe the whole time. Yeah, rape you, but all, <laughs> gen- cuddling you. Yeah, like that. it's not rape. really rape. It's like dominant, but you feel completely safe. Yes. And that does yes. exist in loving relationships. Like you can have situations where it's like, well, today I feel kind of like rapey. Can we do a thing? <laughs> You know, and can we do a thing? Yeah. Can we do like, I don't know, like a, a bad neighborhood late at night scenario. <laughs> but it's like, that's why I always tell dudes. I'm like, they don't want you to take charge. I'm like, just cause it's like, even when you're in a situation where you do, where you become that like aggressive guy, it's only because they told you that's what they want. And so that's where you should be. Like, don't really be in control. That's frustrating. Cause it's like, but the, 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 the the benefits do not outweigh the repercussions. It's like it, women. A lot of the times, we want you to read our mind. That well, I do a but bit about that. That's why that's why women do. love shows like The Mentalist, <laughs> because they want a dude that's like, I smell lavender. Are you from France? Where it's like putting shit together. Yes. And men notoriously are the fucking worst at that. Uh, the, you guys just you're not me- you're not bred to be that you're not no. or to even remember shit like you could be crying and we think you're you just have a wet face <laughs> like we're seriously just like why a is your face, face wet oh you're crying <laughs> like we're oh, so not emotions? we're so you, not perceptive i thought you only washed your face because then because then what happens is when you get perceptive that also gets annoying it does because when you're not perceptive it's like why can't you just know when i'm upset and then when you are perceptive it's like what's wrong it's like Stop fucking asking me what's wrong. It's like something's clearly wrong. Like you're doing all this shit that I'm supposed to pick up on. It's like I'll talk about it when I do. Why do you got to like read into it? It's like so that's why it's almost like being a good president where you just have to like roll with it. You have to roll with it and you have to think on your toes. You have to really think on your toes and you have to be able to to not get angry. 
That's the whole deal. That's why Trump is such a fucking disaster. Because he doesn't get angry? No, he gets angry. Because <laughs> it's like, I used to not like Obama because he would speak so vaguely. I was like, that dude's not a man. He's like, hope, change, good, peace. You know, and you're like, <laughs> what are you, a fucking Urban Outfitters ad? Like, say something that means something. And it's like, I believe the people are the future. It's like, no shit. <laughs> and then when I heard him on Marin, I was like, oh, because he was like basically saying that they're middle management. Like all the presidents? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. All the president's job is to do is to be like, just, the you know, of the, of like the at Thanksgiving, everyone's freaking out. Don't engage. Like, just be like, you know, mom and dad are good. Yep. <laughs> it's like, clearly they're not. But it, Trump is the opposite. He's like an emotional child where he's like, I, I think... Wah. you know it's yeah. almost like uh, a dad that's offended by a crying baby would be a horrible dad yeah totally it's 100%. like like a good presence like when you see a new father with that look in his eyes like i don't exist anymore and i'm fine with it it's the only answer <laughs> like just trust me it's the only answer and someone's like no be a man it's like trust no, me this is it, this is it. Is like way. trust me i've analyzed it I know this what's is happening. it it's not gonna get any better this is it yeah because sometimes that's the craziest thing that pre the president it, the that's got to be so fucking hard, especially for Obama with everything that's changed in his two terms, being a president, all the changes that we've endured and he's the face of it. Right. So he's got all these like white supremacist people that are like Republican that just hate black people just to hate black people. They're like, you, you can't, you can't run, the, you can't run the country. You're just some dumb black guy. Oh yeah. They're just like, they just well, that's blame a, him for everything. They don't realize. Well, like, that's it. Yeah. It's basically, he's the shift manager at Applebee's and people are blaming <laughs> him for the soup. Yeah. It's, and he's got to be the one that's like, you know, really sorry. The tomatoes aren't in yet. You know, it's, it's yeah. not, it's not as not like the president doesn't do that much. It's no, like Congress doesn't. banks fucking, we have no control. No. Like he has no, it's, it's like that's why England might be slightly better because they're so obvious about that the queen is the figurehead or the king's the figurehead. It's like, yeah, and it's hello, <laughs> like that's it. Like you just are like, good evening. Does everyone have tissues? But and then the you go home. Over there? Like doesn't like the parliament? Don't they no, have? Prime like, minister gets all the shit. Prime minister gets everything. Yeah, I mean they'll get you know they'll they'll but, freak out about Tony Blair or whatever. But the royal family doesn't do. No, shit. they they know they're supposed to just sit there and wave. And just being, they're like in People Magazine more than anybody. Right. They're just the they're just Kardashians. And it's I like, guess. it's. I always thought it was when Obama started to be, when he was a president, his first term. And he started to like, you know, once he got into his presidency, he was doing all these like appearances. I feel like he did more appearances than any other president. Well, yeah. And he adapted the best because he was like, YouTube's a thing. Twitter's a thing. Like he was one of the first people to like, he was almost like the Dane Cook a presidency where it was like yeah. he knew MySpace was a thing now. Yeah, and he had to get in on it. Like, yeah, and he got he in on, on it. Wasn't he on Between Two Ferns? Yeah. With Zach Galifianakis? He, I, and he was hilarious. He went to Mark Marin's garage. I know. Like, that's so ball. I mean. That's ballsy. You know, I'm, I think that, you know, taxes are all fucked up and all that stuff, but that's all Congress. I used to like put, I used to be one of the guys who put it on Obama. I was like, fuck that guy. It's not him. It's not him. He's literally just There's so many maintaining. More people. Oh my god. He's maintaining and he's trying, you know, him and his wife have their their things that they fight for and the things that they want and I'm sure that they try and get bills passed. He, he killed Bin Laden, gay equality's passed. Like he got us out of that tried, recession. You know, tried with the healthcare. Yeah, that was, was that was that dead was a, on arrival. A shithole, but 
Yeah, because we're just too big for it. It's just too many people. Yeah, it's just too many people. It's Everyone keeps comparing work. us to Sweden and shit. It's like, do you know that there's like, Sweden is, is like, they have the population of a lifetime, people watching a lifetime movie at like 2 a.m. <laughs> it's like, there's no one there. They've got <laughs> as many people that are watching Sci-Fi Network right now. Right, that's, that's <laughs> so the entire funny. country. Yeah, and they also are, all, it's a very homogenous, like it, they all look they, they all look the same so yeah it's like they don't really and they have a shared healthcare? they have a shared history so they have that camaraderie yeah it's totally i mean different. is it is it sweden or norway where the it's the blue and white or it's the blue and yellow uh flag and that stands for blue eyes and yellow hair isn't i think that sweet norway's flag is red then and it's white. sweden yeah, yeah sweden <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> how really? that's how yeah and they're like but and they all have electric cars it's like they're then Next to Saudi Arabia, the number one producer of natural gas and oil yeah, is Norway. Norway's third. Yeah. And Norway's the third largest exporter of oil in the world. Yeah, that's why they can have an electric car. It's kind of like, you know, the crack dealer that can sponsor the get off drugs programs. Yeah. It's like they, it's, I'm not against them. I'm not judging them. It's great what they're doing, it's but just crazy. know why they have all the money. Yes. And it's, it, they're just they're just cycling the drug. Yeah, because history always like someone will throw a arrow, a shoot an arrow, and then you'll draw a bullseye around where it lands, you know, and not analyze any. You know, it's like Genghis Khan, all that shit. Yeah. They're like he unified China. It's like he was just killing and raping. Like later, you think he unified. Yeah, but he was a Ponzi scheme. That was a result of what happened to what he was doing. Right. He that he wasn't made a, he made a wasteland, and you called it unification. Yeah. Like he killed everybody. Yeah. Killed fifty million fucking people. <laughs> It's the same with Norway. Everyone's like, what they did is the right move. It's you got to make the health care. It's like you can make a health like you could pay for health care from like a bar tab. Yeah, you really could. <laughs> like, yeah, there's seriously. like one dude who needs a boner. Yeah, Norway was like, OK, we've we've boned. We've raped every woman in the world. We've killed everybody. We've built our ships. Let's just stay back and eat salmon. Oh, they're just chilling. Let's just chill. They and they left all leave. the hot chicks in Iceland. Do you know, do you know why they, it's called Iceland and Greenland? To, to confuse people. That was a PR yeah, move. A, isn't it a flip? It's reversed. Yeah. So they called <laughs> Greenland to get people to go there, but all the fucking women they would put in Iceland. That's why Icelandic women are so beautiful. I didn't know they were so hot. Yeah. And same with the dudes. And it's like, but Greenland is like garbage. It's like Scotland. Just like the There's like 10 scientists there. There's just no one there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, that's how tricky those damn Vikings were. They They're were like, freaky. Be like, don't go, we're going to, don't go to Iceland, go to Greenland. You go to Greenland, it's green, there's yeah. land. Be like, there's, the, yeah, Iceland, there's no way there's like a thousand tens there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of tens in Norway too. It, it looks, you know what, Norway looks like, like the government decided to do an experiment to make people attractive and they just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, no, they're, they're beyond. And there's they're, and they're so, so much, like. There's no pores. And they're, and they're open they're really open-minded sexually crazy so and the irony is they they have sex with less people than americans but they're so much more open-minded about it yeah like they're more likely to bang you if you like have a great vibe but for that same reason they're not like on benders yeah they don't they don't <laughs> need to just go out and like suck cock yeah, every the, night yeah tinder there is just talking yeah tinder there <laughs> is just like an evening tea yeah <laughs> they're like we yeah we bonded over some tea and then i made love to their family <laughs> It's almost like, you, yeah, you like bang a family or like a village. And everyone's fine. They send you home with a to-go bag from dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and a scrapbook of memories. Yeah, they took photos of the whole day. Be like, this is right before we were all penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know what I wanted to ask you uh, before, we, before I, I lose you? Um, 
What the whole thing with Sullivan and Sons? It's a jump from Norway to yeah, no, Sullivan cool. and Sons, but. I want you to talk about that. What is it? What does it feel like to have been on a show that was? You guys were successful. You had great ratings, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, over two million for three years, which yeah. is the, you know the size of Sweden. Ah, <laughs> uh, that you was had great. better ratings. Then. That was a blast. <laughs> yeah, no, that was because uh, the best was that my friend wrote it and wrote me in to play a version of myself. And was then, your name Owen on the show? Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> and. Uh, it was like uh, Cheers, and I was like the Woody guy. I was like the dumb guy. And then uh, Vince... And what's her name played your mom? Christine Ebersole, yeah. Oh, I mean, gotcha. That's like... She's a classic. Yeah, two Tony Awards. She was in Amadeus. Uh, and then Brian Doyle Murray was at the bar. Bill Murray's brother wrote Caddyshack. Oh, my God. Uh, Dan Loria was the dad at Wonder Years, was the dad. I love him. Yeah. No, and he's really like that. And he was a Marine. So, like, sometimes we'll go to his house. It's been a while, but even after we're done, like, we, we stay friends, and... We watch old movies and he's and he gets almost angry at like how men used to be he's like he's like look at he's like he was a great actor. He's like he died in Korea. He's like he had a great he's like he could act. And like that's how that's how they were like actors back then were like still men. He's yeah, they like, were like they weren't like Jude Law. No, it's not like people that are who fucks nannies? Right. It's not like pampered boy with apples. Have you seen Grand, Grand Budapest Bo- Hotel yeah, with the boy with like, apple? Come on. And back then, it was like a dude that was about to get sent to war and he probably died. Yeah. And um, so when you play Dan Laurie in golf, <laughs> his agent told me this. Even if he knows what you're doing, if you just start saying that veterans don't deserve health insurance, <laughs> he won't be able to hit the ball out of rage. Like, he's like, those boys died for you. Like, he can't not do it. If you're like, we just, I just think veterans get too much, you know? He just fucking loses his mind. Because he was an actual Marine. Oh, he seems like he was a Marine. And he, has this, a lot of sense. and he has a huge jaw. So he's like a big head. Like, he can take a fucking punch. Like, he's How do like, you know? did you hit him? no, because he, t- like, he, back then, like, his gym teacher, he used to just get, like, he, the gym teacher would just blast a dude in the face if he, like, didn't show up for wrestling practice. <laughs> like some fox, fox catcher shit no it's yeah he's he's crazy he's great though <laughs> and then yeah vince vaughn would produce it and he would send in like lines for us to do but it would be lines that clearly only vince can pull off like like you'd be in the middle of a scene and, you, and it'd be like the line is big bear needs some honey you know it'd be something it's like yeah. i'm telling you fucking just say that the big bear is looking for a pot you know like he has this del- <laughs> He has this delivery where I love the way you do Vince Vaughn because it's it's how he sounds I'm just to me. At circles. I mean, there are circles there. When I was doing when I was at your podcast and you were doing an impression of him in the green in the break room, you're like, "There's fucking circles." I mean, I don't know. What, what am I looking at? A circle? Is this yeah, a yeah. It's because he, he's like a salesman almost. Like he's selling <laughs> you on something. It's like that's how salespeople are with cars. It's like, I'm baby. I'm telling you, a fucking Camry would be a good look on you. I mean, a Corolla, if you fucking don't give a shit about leg room, but I'm telling you that girl over there has a fucking situation going on where she needs that extra fucking, you know, like that. And I'm, I don't even like do him. Like, it's not like I do a Vince Vaughn impression on stage or anything, but it's so fun to do. It's so fun to do. He's like, I'm looking over here and I'm fucking like, I can't possibly. And, um, and so he can like do lines that he would crush at. And then sometimes like, you're like I can't pull off this line as this character because you know because it, yeah. it came you know it is for his mouth yeah and hit like his spin would be so much better than you can do because <laughs> it, it's all like his intensity is so like part of his comedy yeah so Did you funny have a crazy schedule what was your shit no schedule it was so like? great I mean oh my god I I wish like I'm 
going to start pitching a show again soon. And uh, single camera is like what everyone does now. But yeah. like sitcom is so. Was it three camera? Yeah. And it would be like, so Monday you just kind of read it. That's it. You go home. And then like everyone listens to it and then they make changes. Then Tuesday you like kind of put it on its feet like it's a play. Yeah. And then Wednesday is when you really start working, maybe a nine hour day, like going through all the scenes. And Thursday you'd camera block it. And then Friday you'd shoot it in front of an audience and that was it. Like, yeah, you guys shot in front of an audience. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah, because it's good for stand-ups because you is. can milk it. You can milk that, that, that laugh. Yeah. But still like act. But if you act, it's better. Like you're in the moment and shit, but you still like milk that laugh. Yeah. That was fun. And now it's, now it's over. Yeah, it's over. Fucking but it was a good run. I mean, three years. What three you- years is especially in this generation where everything is always in flux. Yeah, things are shifting so much faster than they used to. I know, and and I did a in that time I did a hour special for Comedy Central, and that's another flux. Is Netflix came out, and then Viacom and Netflix have this like thing where they don't like Comedy Central produced shit doesn't go on Netflix. So they yeah, only so play they, it like so twice a get, year. Yeah. yeah. And you I was that you don't get that kick. Right. And that 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 was a bummer. That was more of a bummer than anything for me is is not is it lives on Pandora. Well, so but where, uh, where can people find it? Comedycentral.com. You can download it. And uh, what was that one called? High five till it hurts. <laughs> so I did a new one. I'm not sure where it's going. I, I think they're announcing next month where it's going. It's called Huge Pianist. But Which uh, is, it, make sure you people understand. He said pianist pianist because i'm literally he, play the piano he plays the piano and quite level lovely lovely and um yeah that one's funny too but i i take a lot of pride in stand-up because you write it yeah you know you like look at it, you're you like live, I, and it lives through you yeah and you and, have to you know have the pain of it not working and then working and then and it takes so long uh, to get those jokes on their feet do you ever have the thing where do you write on stage at all i'm sure you do constantly yeah you tags and all that stuff yeah you ever have the thing where you you just like when I'm on the road, sometimes I'll start new, like the first five minutes, I'll just do stream of conscious, right? Like things I thought about on the flight and anything local based and just like, just to get into, you know, the, the, the show. Do you ever have anything like when it works and it works so good the first time you do it and then you tr- the second time it just doesn't work. Absolutely. Constantly. D- that drives me fucking nuts. Me too. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like it worked so well because you weren't planning on it happening coming out of your mouth. And it was yeah. just, you said it honestly in, in a, in a moment. Yeah. And then you try and this, for some reason it's always the second time, not the third, the second time. Right. It just doesn't fucking work. No, I think it's similar to acting in the sense that like when you're auditioning for something, you're thinking like, how do I say this? Like what, mm-hmm. how, where do I stress this word versus you're just saying it Yeah. where it's like, I want some water. Like just, you don't have to be like, I want some water. You know, you just, you like are just saying it. So it's, it feels the most real. And then when you like try, it falls to shit. Cause you're like, well, how did I say it before? And now you're doing an impression of yourself. That's exactly what you're doing. An impression of yourself. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And then the third time you start getting it back again a little. Yeah. But it still fluctuates. Totally. And then, uh, I don't know if this happens to you, but I'll, I'll write a joke that I think is way better than shit that for sure works every time. And I almost get mad at them for not realizing it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, I'll be like, oh, let me guess. You want to hear the fucking horn thing? Fine. It'll still work. Yeah. Even if I berate them for it, they'll still like, like the horn joke better because yeah. I make a funny noise. Yeah. And it's like, but the other joke is way, like, how do you not see that that's way better? No, it's, but that's also like when you get used to your set. That's very true. And yeah, because I'm sure the first time I did it, I loved it. Yeah, and it, that's all it's about. It's all about you have to sell it. You have to, we're selling our jokes up there. Yeah. Because we, we say them repeatedly. Yeah, and you got to believe it. You have, you have to believe it as a performer that what you're saying, you're saying it for the first time. That's right. what I always try and tell myself. That's great. I got to reconnect because that, that to me is almost like so true that I forget to tell myself that. Yeah, and I, I forgot it too when I was doing a weekend with, um, do you know Marcella Arguello? I think so. She's, she's a younger comic. I have her cool. open for me. She's really funny. And, uh, I was saying that it was like after the third show, I was like, I don't know why this joke isn't working. She's like, well, the first time you said it, like you had fun. And then yeah. you don't sound like you're having fun anymore. I face that all tell. the time. Like, cause my parents are lecturers. So I have to keep telling them like when I'm writing or, or like thinking about something, I'm like, don't sound like a teacher. Don't sound yes. like a teacher. I constantly am like, sometimes I hear myself almost trying to prove a point versus be funny. Yes. And like oh, lately. Oh my God, you're giving me life right now. That's what it is. You're trying to prove a point. Yeah. Lately I've been, th this thing I've been doing, the, the full bellies, empty balls thing is finally working every time because the British guy talking about sex makes me like giggle like a child. Right. Where he's like, here we have, be like, he's, he's been sucked to submission. <laughs> Like that to me, I can't not smile when I say it because I just like from like there's nothing funnier to me than like an erudite British person talking about a, a monkey jerking off in a banana leaf. And so because before I'm basically like, this is how we end war. And I sound like Angry. you're taking a class. Yeah. And uh, because like part of that works, that dominant like alpha thing will work as a comic, but then also not work when you sound too preachy yeah so because i i try not to pre i don't do like politics and shit i try not to I don't like either i try to like my subject matter is very lighthearted, but i still sometimes will be like i don't know it, it can be intense well, I, you're, I think your comedy is similar to mine where it, it feels like it's a diary you're reading your diary it's totally your thoughts and right. things that have happened and things that you think about but it is like it's i don't know it's, it's such a balance on stage like with new jokes and and hearing yourself like it to me it's a crazy thing when you're telling jokes and then yeah. you can you can be in your head separate from the moment yeah you ever, you ever have that like really crazy existential thing absolutely where you're performing and you're almost removed from what you're doing and you are in your head yeah that totally. shit is crazy it's like for inception. Me, piano it's like that every time Cause like to play piano really crazy fast, you have, to, it has to be muscle memory. Like you literally, if, if you think about it, it, it'll stop working. Right. Like you have to always be in flow. Like you can't possibly think what's my finger doing here. It has right. to you be, just, you, it has to, you have to, you're so literally, yeah, be. you're not there at all. Like there's no thought whatsoever. I wish I could play piano. It's not that you, I mean, with the invention of, uh, you know, CD players and shit, we're, we don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You really don't need. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, the invention of CD. Not like, you know, some specific technology. You said the CD player. Yeah, you can just hit play. There's I no know, need. I know, but still playing in piano, it, it, it has to be like, don't you feel good? Like, do you, when piano players play, they always like move their head around and shit. Like, they're really feeling it. Oh, horse shit. Is it? Sometimes it feels that way. Like but Lady Gaga, she rocks back and forth. Uh, all, it's kind of like us pretending it's for the first time. That's what ah. they're doing. Yeah, I, I used to make fun of uh, the ballad guys. Like, um, 
I mean, I like John Mayer. I, I've met him. He's very funny. I can't stand his fucking face when he sings. It's it's it's, it's so, so contrived. Yeah, and I love the dude. And I even like his songs. It's like, but I'll, I used to make fun of how they would. I used to pretend that there was someone on the side of the stage that wasn't there, and I'd nod before every song, <laughs> like that I wrote it. Like it's something. There's a backstory. I'm like, nothing they're doing is hard. They could do it in their sleep. They could do it. Like effortlessly, whoever they're singing about is long gone. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all for show. Yeah. It's an image. Yeah. And it's like, but it, it's, I, I guess we're the same way in the sense where I'm like, I was just thinking about car horns. Like you can't be like, <laughs> you can't show no, them how, right. how dead we are you're sometimes. Right. But that's why the, the new, but I, we both love comedy. So like when it's the first time you do it. They see that light, like holy shit, she's loving that. Yeah, and you're having like it's a contagious energy. Yeah, I'm sure John Mayer, the first time he did Bodies or Wonderland or whatever, he like actually made those contorted faces. I can't deal with his but contorted like face. fifty thousand times, like because that's why the like the most timeless people, like the Beatles and shit, they don't do that. They kind of just like play it. Like they, John- look, they almost look so cute and cheesy. Yeah, they're just singing it. Or like when you watch John Lennon sing Mother. It's like a heart-wrenching song, and he's just singing it. He's just singing it. He's not, he's not trying to show you that he's singing it. This is another song from one of those albums I made with the Rolling Stones. And then they laugh. <laughs> he goes, it's not just about me, mother. And then he just does it. It's not like this whole thing where he's like fake crying and shit. Like Rod Stewart. I, when I think of like contrived singing, my mom loved Rod Stewart. And he sang everybody else's song. Right. Well, I used to open for Julio Iglesias, and he did the same thing. <laughs> But I love him. Yeah, he would always, you know, he would always just be like, I am making love, love, you know. Oh, my God. When did you open for Julio Iglesias? Seven years ago? A lot. I used to, he liked me. That's really weird. Yeah, it'd be like 5,000 women who couldn't speak English and were like, you know. He's a legend. You know, John Mayer used to open for uh, Cher all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, Cher would actually build your fan base. Yeah. He said she had great fans. Oh, my God. Cher fans are insane. But Julio's fans were just They were great, but they're just like, they're just, they didn't give a shit about me. Like, Dom (laughs) could get some Cher people, I I feel like. like I feel like Cher fans, a lot of gay, a lot of like. A lot of transgender. Yeah, a lot of people. Older ladies. Yeah, it's like opening for like the Scissor Sisters or Gaga or something where it's, it's like, like it's an eclectic crowd. Yeah, and they they're, they'll give you a shot if yeah. you're funny. Julio, everyone's like, play the song I I kissed me my first time. You know, they're just. <laughs> Did he sing the song like a kitten up a tree? No, that was Johnny Mathis. No, his was to all the women to that all I've the loved. Girls and, I've loved before. Yeah, and he would always kind of like humble brag where it'd be like, I am getting older, so I can only make love three times a day. <laughs> and he's like not joking. Gross. Like, no, but they love that shit. They love that macho. Did anybody throw panties up at you? Uh, well, I was out. I would just open, and they would. Ju- I would just peacefully and calmly bomb. That's why he liked me, I think, because I would never be like, because he he would always have comics open for him for some fucking reason. He was like, I like to make them laugh before they want to. Yeah, make but love. if they don't laugh, they never laugh. I think part. I but I would never acknowledge that. Like they would like kind of chuckle and be like, Oh, gringo. Yeah. You know, but I would, even if I did a joke with a hard punchline and it was silence, I would just smile and move on to the next joke. That's ballsy. And I think he liked that because some comics would be like, well then fuck, fuck you. you. What do you want from me? You bunch of middle-aged Latino yeah. twats. You think you can judge me? He's not going to fuck any of you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been hard in decades. He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> He, he needs high stakes. 
Be like, he can only get high stakes boners. He's got to make sure that you're on your last breath. Yeah. There he's has to be a gun and a goat. <laughs> you're like, he's, he's specific as shit. Uh, no, so I would just be like nice and because it wasn't about me, you know, it's kind of like being yeah. a man. You're and just kind of like, like, it's not about me anymore. You just take it on the chin. <laughs> you, you're like, this is going to be a notch in the comedy bedpost. Yeah. I was able to do this. And one of my, like a joke from my first half hour is a story from that experience. It's like really funny about how, yeah. how they used to call me Medicon and they told me it meant friend, but it means gay. So I used to introduce myself that way. <laughs> Where I was like, they're like, you had ready funny. I'm like, they call me Medicon. It's this long joke. And so finally Julio was the one who told me. Like it's like they literally convinced me that Medicon meant friend and it oh means gay God. man. And then how it fueled me to try and learn Spanish and all the gay words like patito and mariposad. <laughs> and, and then how Mexicans all think that every animal is gay and what that says about them. Where they're like the like they think ducks are gay like they're like you're gay like patito means duck which means gay and that's a slang for gay yeah and like what the fuck makes a duck gay i don't even think i've ever seen a gay duck i've always seen the two different colored feathers well they claim it's because it's how they walk that they're like shaking their ass well it can anybody with bull legs walk like that i think it's a lot of projection it's It's kind of like closet gay guys are like i mean it's blatant how much this chair looks like a penis right (laughs) and everyone's like no dude like you're kind of yeah you're kind of like (laughs) <laughs> there's no there's no a phallic thing not even the legs of the chair are phallic it's like i'm not going in a steam room it's so gay in there it's like <laughs> not for us man like what do you think we're gonna do in there like what's your fantasy you gay guy saying words that translate to english that, that spanish use for gay derogatory terms and just say those terms like call people ducks yeah i'd be like you're a real duck you're a real duck you're a real butterfly <laughs> that's not what mariposa is mariposa. yeah you're a butterfly that's actually that actually kind of makes sense like a butterfly like Flittering? Yeah, but a moth isn't gay. It's no, the a same. moth is not gay. So basically, it's if you like colors. If you like colors, you're gay. And from my knowledge, a lot of like the banditos, a lot of the um, the ba- little Mexican bands, they love colorful things and tubas and accordions. Oh, they sure do. Yeah. So you're telling me the running of the bulls isn't a colorful event? It's very colorful. Very mariposa. Very mariposa. <laughs> Pet- Petito. Patito sucio. Petito? That means dirty little duck. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call my butthole from now on. Your patito sucio, my dirty <laughs> duck. And I like and uh, the Spanish language is hilariously sexist. It is well because it's it's even broken into sexes. Well, Isn't that and, like th- there was this one white bulb that went out. I was I'm tr- still trying to learn Spanish, but inteligente is uh, smart, like intelligent, yeah. and the e at the end is a, an a sound, and that's masculine. And uh, like stupido is dumb with the O at the end, masculine. And there's a stupida, which is a dumb girl. Stupida means you are dumb and a woman. Stupido is you are a dumb male. Intelligente is you are a smart male. There is no intelligent woman <laughs> word. That's fucking insane. It is insane. And I like, I've grilled audiences on it, like Latin audiences. I'm like, so what do you say if a woman's intelligent? They're like, intelligente. I'm like, but it, it's still the male version. Yeah, there. it's the male. It's the male. Um not characteristic but it like attaches itself to the male yeah it's a male gender is intelligent there's stupid men stupid women but there's only intelligent and it's just that (laughs) shit to me makes me laugh (laughs) that's crazy i didn't think about that yeah and every object is male or female like luna is like that's one thing i don't get like why are they putting a gender to inanimate objects that's weird because a lot of them are closet homosexuals (laughs) (laughs) i mean they think ducks are gay 
Like, do you know, that's such a str- I think ducks look more like dinosaurs to me. Well, they do. Well, they are. Yeah. I they're- used to work at a harbor in Oswego, and I would feed them uh, bread, and they're like T-Rexes more than they're Yeah, they're, they definitely look they're like, they once were predatorial birds. They're vicious little fuckers. Yeah, they got like little teeth on the insides of their beak. They're not gay. No. They're really masculine. And if they do gay shit, it's because they've seen a lot. Don't judge them. <laughs> Don't judge them. And maybe the female has a masculine body. That's just Ronda Rousey. Yeah, see, that's biz- I don't see her as masculine. I, I mean, don't either. She's attractive. Well, say, they say the same thing about Serena. One of those like newscasters said that Serena Williams is a masculine body. So bizarre. And then bizarre. the other lady was like, "Well, she doesn't look like my husband doesn't look like that in a dress," which is fucking true. Hilarious. So true. It's so She's weird. Just a strong woman. Yeah, that's where it's the same thing. See, is. where the people point out the sexism is where I don't see it, and I see it in places like that, where I'm well, like, yeah, that's, that's sexist. sexist. Yeah, that's where I see sexism. I'm like, you're putting down strong women for fucking being right. strong. Like and you're she's equating bo- them to a man. Yeah, and so she's why can't she just be a strong woman? Exactly, that's sexist. The, a lot of other shit, not sexist. The, the stuff that gets so much more attention and outrage is so much more. It's, it's, it's uh, less. It's less dangerous. Well, not only is it not sexist, some of this shit I think is anti-woman. Like the the seventy-eight cents on the dollar thing is. It's so crazy, and I'll tell you why. And it's not because I don't think women should be paid, because that's immediately what people think. They're like, right. "Oh, so you don't think?" It's like a, any human would know that you should pay women the same for the same. Like right. that stat is taken from a census, so that doesn't have anything to do with moms. Right. So what it shows is how bad we treat mom. Like what I get from a lot of these things is like, if it was a hundred cents on the dollar, that means that a woman gives birth and immediately has to clock back into a salt mine. Like that means we're fucking monsters. Like that to me is. We're almost there though, compared to the rest of the world. I hate how America treats moms. I mean, well, there's no, a lot of black women women are 55 cents on the dollar. That's crazy because a lot of them, you know, you may call it racist, but it's factual. They face a lot more single. They they do. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with drug laws, but you know, if you have nobody helping out at home and you still have to work and you have it, that's like being a run, running back with a hundred pound weight vest. Like you have a fucking baby and you, th- and it's, that's when you need protection. That's yeah. when people have to swoop in and say, you're a mom. It's more important that you love this child than to make it a part, like a functioning part of society. That's the one thing that frustrates me. Like women get thrown back out into the workplace before the baby has time to bond with the mother. Before exactly. The mother can even worry about breastfeeding the child or whatever sort of care the baby's going to need afterwards. Like horrifying. Hor- a lot of women will move to other countries where they are more supportive for women having children, a lot of, you know, like Sweden, for instance, in Norway, you get, it's, it's much, you get longer. three years off. And, and one of my uh, friends, she was like getting mad at me about this. Cause it's a trigger subject. Like some people just immediately start being like, well, what if she has a job and the guy I go, great, that's fine. Someone's got to watch the fucking kid. I'm kid. like, I, of course that's fine. I would vote for a woman for president in a heartbeat. Like Nothing I'm saying is anti-woman. I'm like, it's pro-child. Yes. And that's the biggest problem with society. Right. And that, that's, what, uh, that's what we're sidestepping with, with wage equality because no one's talking about why there's wage equality. You're, you're trying to attack a disease by its symptoms and not its root. Right. It's like you're, you're attacking gangrene by cutting your fingernails and not the fact that you have a fucking tourniquet around your arm. Yeah. And it's like, um, 
that's that's where I see things getting a little off the because my friend was uh, teaching at a Catholic school and she was pregnant and she had a baby and they gave her no weave. None. And, and Catholics say don't use condoms and don't ever have an abortion. And when you do have a kid, you can't have any help. That doesn't. Uh, I mean, that's that's how are you where supposed to, how are you supposed to rear a child that's going to be. You can't. Like, that's where the women get the fucking lag. That's when it happens is like you let's you're just as good as a man, if not better at the same job. And then all of a sudden you have I mean, we're, we were all babies, but we're babies are burdens. It's a burden. It is a burden. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I'm all about it. But that is it's a it's an it's a burden. So you now have hormones jetting through your body. That's as if a man's at work and, and someone just shoots testosterone in his ass randomly. That's what's happening that's to a what, pregnant that's woman. That's literally what happens to a pregnant woman. And yeah. it's real. And all those things that the woman feels is real. And now when they're crying, they feel they're letting down their gender because they're now the crybaby at work when in fact that's a shot of estrogen that's helping her grow life. Yeah, helping her boobs grow so it's she can feed the baby. It's fucking tragic. It's tragic that like women have been abused and fucked with and then the outcry has been swung in a direction that's like now you have to be a, a man versus being the woman that you should have right been in the first exactly place, raising the child right or stay at work and have the guy raise a child somebody has to be there for the right kid. exactly that's the and whole it can't thing just be the nanny because then ben affleck will fuck her yeah, someone's fucking that nanny someone's fucking the nanny because my mom quit to raise us and i saw because she was teaching women's studies at the time like women's lit children's lit and she got attacked and she like rarely cries, not a very emotional woman, very strong. And women would, were the ones to come in hour. It's like, you quit on us. Like you quit. And she was like, no. Did they know that she was going to be and a by the mom? way, she was 39. Like, and it was also like, she was like, I bonded with this child. Like, I don't want to go back to work. And she was a PhD, you know, came out of nothing to make something of herself. And, um, and, and yeah, I saw that in her eyes where it's like, why are they attacking her? I'm like, and the, she's... The, like, and it's like, you, do you understand what she's teaching, first of all? Like, yeah, it's what? like, <laughs> Rogan has said that sometimes on his podcast, too, where it's like, do you not know that I'm on your side? Like, yeah. Where it's like, people will come but at... That's where people, they, they, they're... That's where, like what I was saying before, people just want to fight. They don't have a point, necessarily. Not that they don't have a point, but they're not connected to their logic. Right. There's the reactionaries. No it's they're all reaction. Yeah, they're just reactionary yeah. and they just want to have a platform to say something and they're not really buttoning their their opinion. Yeah. And, and they're not evil or bad. It's almost like getting a, uh, a dog from a pound and it's like, no, I'm not going to beat you with the leash, you yeah. know? And it's like, because they're reacting because this is the thing. Women have had it horrible, horrible for most of... Especially when they're you know in labor and having babies. And just in society. Yeah. It's like, I remember... Uh, when my, my piano teacher was transgendered and, and got, and went full blown when I was like 11, full blown, we're still homies. Like That's he's great. Awesome. That's so cool. And, uh, I remember this moment made me realize how funny my mom is cause she wasn't trying to be funny. Um, she became a man and, uh, my mom was like, when did you know you wanted to be a man? And, and he goes, when I would see wedding cakes, I would always want to be the groom. And she goes, we all did. They had land. <laughs> and at that point i was like whoa it's almost like that chris rock joke about like there's there's racism now but they're like oh they can't we can't get a cab it's like we used to be the cab like the yeah. old like my mom's 74 now so it's like she's like we weren't allowed to swim yeah like what like it, it's not even the same and so she fought like equality like let us be who we are yeah and then it became 
we are now fighting men. And it's like men, if you use men properly, we're servants to women. 100%. It's like just know how to use men in the way that men are supposed to be where it's like, hey, can you like get this for me? And a guy's like, yeah. <laughs> like, just use men for their, can just getting groceries from the car. T- like dudes are such Lifting servants. Shit. Yeah. That's Servicing why Trump's, you. that's why Trump's not a man because he's, it's about him. It's about putting his name on a giant fucking tower. He doesn't care. He's, he's, a, he's a looney tune. He doesn't care. He's like a, he, he is his own uh, product. Right. He's a, yeah. He's a walking billboard for Trump. Like a male, like a, in my mind, what a man is, isn't drawing ego attention to himself when he has a family. Yeah, that to me is yeah. very non-male. And it's, it's very bizarre. Like I would think as a man, you'd want to feel like you've provided Huh, that's all that's like, the whole isn't point that the whole thing like you want to feel like you protected provided and you know did duties yeah it's all that's one thing that's getting muddled is like women are, are are getting in this zone where it's like they find it almost offensive that someone should provide for them when they're uh physically weakened by pregnancy or something like that yeah. and men are having that like it's about me now vanity that is more associated with women keeping themselves clean and being like beautiful. And it's almost like this weird convergence where you see these like men, I understand male peacocking to get a woman to like you. But then once you start having a family, it's like you kind of got to disappear a little bit. You do have to disappear a little bit, but you have, there has to be some sort of balance because uh, what happens a lot, I think is women start to emasculate men. Oh yeah. Well that's, of course they take that idea and they run with it. Right. You know. But there, I have theories about that too, where it's like sometimes men get too petty and then they allow themselves to be like, you hear so many male comics that are like, don't get married, bro. The fucking, the step sucking your dick. And you're like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of times when you shouldn't be getting your dick. Like if they're going through some shit or having yeah. a kid or stressed out, or you're like becoming more loving. And so the sex goes down for a beat until you realize like how to fucking spice it back up again. Right, the you balance. know, there's times when like, it's not like she's clocking in to suck your cock. And when dudes start pushing that, that's when you can emasculate men because they're such donkeys. Yeah. They are where it's such like, donkeys. no, I need my dick sucked. It's like, then, then take out the guard. Like, fuck you. Then, then you're treated like a donkey. Cause you're yep. allowing yourself to be a donkey. And versus you're, you're, you're putting, you're putting an idea on it before anything even happens. Like, and it's you're making it about you. It's like there's a lot of times when a woman doesn't want to have sex and has nothing to do with you. And if you just acknowledge that, they never don't want to fuck you. Yes. Like I've never had that issue in any relationship where it's like, uh, where because that that happens from pushing. Where it's like, no, like suck it. It's like that that always has the <laughs> you reverse. Sound like a wrestler. But that's how they sound to me. Where it's like, it always has the fucking reverse effect. If you act like you don't, even in short term, or if you're like. You know, I've never really been into blowjobs. Like, literally, women will be like, well, you've never had one for me. It'll escalate the yeah, situation. It's like reverse psychology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, then they have to prove. It's like, well, I don't know. You know, I, I don't really like coming. Yeah, it's like, it is that <laughs> thing, like, when you, in a relationship, when you start putting pressure on the sex, where it's like you're expecting blowjobs, and then you say shit, like, little spiteful things and little, like, things to, like, right. set her off. That has the reverse effect as if you were to be able to have some sort of strategy and do the reverse psychology where you're like, well, I don't really, you know, that would work so much better than saying, oh, you don't want to suck my dick. You, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. That's what happened in my last relationship. Like, right. You know, sex 
fluctuates. And, and it, it should fluctuate. It, fl- it should fluctuate because there's compensation with emotional connection. So yeah, those things. A lot of people don't know that. People don't realize that that you ha- there's this shift that happens, and it, it it's just like energy. Like it'll sometimes it'll be more emotional, sometimes it'll be more sexual. But the worst thing you can do is project your insecurities about not getting sex onto the other person because then they're you're so smart gonna absorb that and not want to fuck you. That's and so not fuck yeah, because because it, it's not even that you have to trick women with reverse. It's like when you're saying, "Why don't you suck my dick?" Sometimes women will internalize that as like, "Am I not sexual enough? Like, what's wrong with me?" And then it becomes anger. Yes. Or yeah, or it's like, "What what's wrong? Why aren't we fucking right now?" It must be because he. And then it becomes this fight, it and it's like thing. it's like love and desire. Love is having something. Desire is wanting something, and that's a fact for everyone. Yeah. So you have to like balance out those emotions. And you can't project your insecurities no. on the other person. Exactly. Thing because then it's just then it starts to boil up into this whole toxic relationship totally if you just if you just swallow your ego swallow your pride in a moment like that if somebody says some dumb shit when it comes to like sex and you learn how to flip it i think you can save a lot of stress with the relationship fact and that's why women don't like needy men because they don't want to have to worry about males needs when they have something that physically will die without them. Yes. Like a baby is the definition of needy because it literally will die without you. So if you also have some jackass being like, but my dick, it's like jerk your dick, like just jerk your dick. Figure figure it out. Yeah. She'll be back. It's not like (laughs) she's gone for like, she will. And also she doesn't owe you anything. Nothing. Nobody owes you anything. No. Ever. No. Ever. And it's like, it's, it's like there's, if you just chill, it's like, Drowning, go limp, roll out the rapids, calmer waters are ahead, just chill out, you know, because it's not about you. No, you know? it's not. And it, because, like, if people just realized, like, when you get into a relationship, you want something from the other person and you want to have sex this way and you like to fuck th- this way, but you'll get more if you figure out what the other person likes. It's the same in business. It's you like listening and, and acting. Listen, yes. It's a listening. It's like the more people are just like, Oh, it's about ruthlessly taking what you want. Like there's this book by Adam Grant called Give and Take. He's a Wharton professor. I heard it about it on uh, Brian Callen's podcast. And th- you can like prove that people that focus on others do better at capitalist society. It's oh, like, sure. it's such a myth that it's like uh, this Titan took what he wants. It's like the best CEOs a lot of times are the ones that focus on other people and community. And that's what makes them last for really long periods of time. Because it comes back. Always. It's, you'll get more back that way than you would if you try to take and dominate. Because people have this weird shield that comes up when they start feeling that like there's like penis and vagina mentality almost yeah. where it's like you're trying to put something in something. When you're feeling too penetrated, yeah. you, shut the, you shut the gate. Totally. It's like shut that with, fa- uh, with women and famous males <laughs> where it's like famous men because like, women just all women are just more attractive and more valuable than men. It's just it's literally a fact. Yeah. It's like they'll just get more eyes on them just naturally because they are women. And men get that when they're famous or extremely wealthy and fa- like people yeah, know how rich they are. Something. Yeah. And uh, and that's why if like if, if you meet like a really famous dude, like let's say it's like Matt Damon or something, and you immediately are like, Matt Damon, will you sign this? Will you call this? Will you fucking tell yep. my friend? Will you? They'll just retreat. Just yep. they dis- It's the same with women. Yep. Where it's like, hey, will you suck me? Will you fuck me? Will you? You know, it's just like. They're like, chill, dude. Like, I would have came yes. to, like, Matt, you know, that's why a lot of people think celebs are 
dickheads when they're not a lot of times because you only see them retreating responding to to people wanting shit from them when somebody wants something from you that doesn't deserve it you're you're gonna go back in your shell yeah when when everyone said dave Chappelle went crazy i was like maybe Chappelle's the only one who isn't crazy yeah why why is he crazy (laughs) maybe we're the crazy ones for expecting like everyone's staring at him everywhere he goes now like and he reacted like you would it's it's same with like hometown shit where it's like why don't you write me back man i'm like because we haven't talked since third grade yeah like why do i owe you that i I met you once right you're my cousin's sister's best friend's relative who's related to me because we went to a party one time we're not even related and yeah. i gotta send you a facebook message oh my god and like the be- the, be- the person yeah it's fucking crazy the person i've seen handle it the best is vaughn though because vaughn like people be like vince can we get paid he's like baby i got a thing so fucking maybe we'll do it another time like he'll give him he'll give him like he'll give him a beat of him like a little slice of him but still maintain complete dominance yeah. and then keep moving and it's good because he's a tall guy so it's probably easier for him to just like walk right through a situation like that yeah and then you'll see these little dudes and like like i got to meet uh like leonardo dicaprio and clooney and all these guys hosting the um oh, art, the, the art director art, guilds yeah, yeah. The art director and guild. i would meet them in ways where like uh you know they would be like wow you're really fun like george clooney was like fucking hey man that was great he said that to you oh did you flip out d- there oh what, what's her name uh um, i would have shit my pants no there were so many examples of that where you're like you people are great people and no one gets to see this like uh who the, else the, said something uh, to you? i'll tell you like some one of the craziest ones was uh Anne hathaway i i she goes on stage she's like is anyone else here like a huge owen benjamin fan out and then she started singing uh 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 Directed Batman and all the, like the best director in the world. Oh, uh, D- uh, Brian. Uh, Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, yeah. Started singing Christopher Nolan the song that I had just played. Cause, and she was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. singing him like, and then like uh, all these other, like the guy that won best actor this year the, what, for, uh, for uh, about the physicist. Oh, um, the theory of everything. Yeah, theory of everything. Yeah, like he was literally like hugging me and ho- being like, you're great. And like That's that'll wild. never happen again. It's a, it I, so fun. Yeah, well, yeah, because I did it. That was the second year. The year before was with like DiCaprio and those guys. I didn't have an experience with him. He was very polite, very yeah. nice. But I would even tell like this one dude. He was getting honored, some like huge guy in Hollywood, and uh, he was like, "Your your life's gonna change after tonight." I, I literally go, "I'm like, I mean, this is so great, but honestly, like, it, it isn't though." Yeah, it's you and don't I go, I go, I'm a hooker. Like, I'm like, I'm loved right now. Yep. Like just for now. There's like, jizz in, in every orifice I, of my body. Because the opening monologue, I actually didn't do great because it was very specific. I kind of overthought it. But then the 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 prompter broke. and um, That's when you really got into your... Oh, War General. They were like, the producers were like, will you do stand up? And I just fucking massacred. You, I remember you told me this. Yeah. And it was like, that's when they felt safe. And that's when they were like, they showed me that they're really nice people and really humble and really chill. Yeah. Like George Clooney literally can't like move without a helicopter. Like he's so famous. It's, he's, he's like Beyonce Obama famous. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally just talked to me like I was a, like he was just a guy. That's so cool. And I just stayed away from, like, and I, I tried to give them, I didn't even get a picture with him. I was like trying to get as much space. I regret that. Yeah. You should have got, gotten a photo with him. Well, you. yeah. After that's why I made sure I got a picture with McCartney. Because because of the Cooney incident. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to be super cool and not even ask him for a picture, even though he just complimented me. <laughs> and then 
Like when when I met Paul McCartney at the Improv, that's why I was like, I'm fucking staying for oh, this no. picture. Oh no, Paul McCartney! Hell yeah! No, he called me over and told oh me how God. funny I was. He did. He was like, he he did a, like, a little finger thing. Come hither. He was like, you're fucking great, man. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, cr- he was like saying it was as if it was a random man that was complimenting me. That's so crazy. And then and, you realize it is. Honestly, you peeled. It's just a guy. But then you see it. It, it isn't after because it was like I went. I stayed till I get a picture and talk to him. I mm-hmm. had to. And you see how people treat him, and you're like, he isn't just a guy. He, well, he's not just. A then guy. he disappears. Yeah. He's yeah. gone. Now he's gone. And now he's like, and he's so gracious to people and amazing. But it, it was from the guy I met in the half empty room that was dark, who like had me come over and complimented me. It was a different, different person. person. Yeah, because yeah, they just retreat. Him. Yeah. Because he was just a comedy fan, drinking a margarita with his one friend, enjoying the fuck. And I, I secretly knew he was there. I, I, I pretended like I didn't. Yeah. But like someone was like, Paul McCartney's here. I'm like, dude, you got to put me up. So I, I did um, piano. I did Smart. all the shit. Yeah, I did like all the shit that was very universal and brings people together and all yeah. that stuff. And, um, and it was just, it was one of the best moments of my life. But looking back, I should have gotten a pick with like Clooney and those guys. Yeah, but you I mean, you got Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, I mean, that was insane. That's because I saw like people reacted to that picture like, that's fucking insane. I I liked it. Me too. <laughs> but it's like because it's you better. Liked your own, I mean, like I I liked it on Instagram. Yeah, because on Instagram. it's like that's a whole like part of our lives. Like he yeah, touched like, all once of in us. A while you get like, that's a whole part. Like he's huge, and then also in this career, you get to have those little moments where it's just a little bit of a nudge. Like it's a huge nudge, but because they're so sparse. Those moments like that, when you get to meet somebody like Paul McCartney, who right. becomes a fan of yours, yeah. and Anne Hathaway and George Clooney, these people who I'm sure you've enjoyed their work and their, you know, A-listers, yeah. when they are affected by what you do and like, but what I do, if I've ever met anybody like that, you just like it. That is just like it's a it's a drug in of itself. Yeah, you you just you feel energy through your body. You're like, holy shit, I'm doing I'm I'm doing the right thing. Like right, and then the depression it c- kicks in. <laughs> And then afterwards, and you go home and you're eating a, right. a microwave and, dinner. And you realize that within a month, they will forget that they you exist. Yeah. No, but see, that's why it's all about the moments. Because it's like, if you think that way, if you try to possess it, if you're like, you well, now they're my fans. Like, not really. They were in that moment. And you yep. have to understand that they're, they're great white sharks. Just They're trying to stay alive just like you yeah. are. And they're trying to stay alive and away from everybody. Yeah, they they're because they're not. Because their souls get sucked away. Yeah, it's a it's a commodity. It's almost a there's a price of there's a certain level of fame that there's a price to yep. it, and it's like and a lot of these people are also great at something. They're not just rich because like just rich people will remember you because they're just rich people. Yep. But these like Christopher Nolan's already thinking of another universe in his brain. Like yeah, he's I'm not a whole other story. George Clooney's thinking about wherever the hell he's going to go on right. vacation next with Amal Hamal whatever her name. Yeah, is. Yeah, they're famous because they are great at shit. Yeah, so they're it's really like they're doing. Stuff. Like they're now like because sometimes you'll meet people that just like inherited a hundred mil or something, and it, that's when you're like you're just a normal person who yeah. has all these great things. But there's some people like Christopher Nolan is not a normal person. He's no. a magical wizard. He's got a universes in his brain that he that he brings to fruition, and he follows through on it yeah. and he makes it, and it's fucking crazy being in the presence of people like that. But you, but see, for you and I, because I think naturally we're pessimists at some part of our day we we 100 <laughs> percent. so but you still have to like pull from those moments and realize that they are not 
like the girl working at Taco Bell isn't gonna have Paul McCartney come up and be like, this, this taco is really good. Right. It's a fucking great taco. It's, my, it's my affirming. Paul McCartney yeah. Express, impression. And you hold that inside for when you've done your 20th voiceover audition and they won't even give you like a response <laughs> as to what they thought. No, you don't get an email back. I, or you like, you're auditioning, uh, you know, for some garbage and they like, yeah, like you'll have that moment where it's like, can I just get some water? And it's like, no, you know, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> when you get no water. No, but there's been oh, moments God, where it's like, so funny. yeah, no, like we're, it's just like, uh, all right. Then in your mind, you go to those places where, you, you know, sh- my heroes were Sandler and Vaughn and they both have affirmed me like Sandler put me in the house bunny and shit like that. Yeah. And then Vaughn told me I was funny. And so that has carried me emotionally through a lot of really dark spots i'm sure it has i'm i'm like that that's what i mean like those little moments have to there's times like when i it's the same with the relationships though it's oh, like you yeah. got to think like those blowjobs <laughs> have to take you through some dark times those, those really monumental blowjobs yeah <laughs> we're like remember when we banged in a fucking uh in a, in a parking structure to be like i'll remember that when i got puke like baby puke all over my pants when you're banging and you're you're holding the the you're also rocking the crib to put the baby to sleep. <laughs> you're rocking the crib with your foot and you're also fucking. And you've settled for a just look at me why jerk. Yeah, you've settled for her grinding over your pant legs. <laughs> a no eye contact hand job. Oh my god, where um where can people find you? Well, where are you gonna be? Right now, I'm on an Esquire show for the next three weeks every Tuesday called Next Great Burger. I have my own podcast called Why Didn't They Laugh? And I will be in a, a Swigo at the Scribe Town Inn. Uh, Scribe Town Inn. Yeah, well, this just follow me on Twitter and shit. Cause it, you know, these are things that like my brother put together, and one of them's for like his <laughs> kids' school. <laughs> Your brother put the Scribe one together? Uh, that one I just post on Facebook. Like, do you guys want to see some a show while I'm home? And someone's like, yeah, come to Scribe Town Inn. I'm like, okay. You're like, cool. So you just did that? And my brother, yeah, my brother's like, he's like, brother, you got to do this thing. I'm like, where? He's like, yeah. And like the details keep like shifting where it's like, <laughs> it's in this dude's farmhouse. And then it's like, no, it's at this <laughs> diner. I'm proud. It's like, they have a piano. Stella's diner. Yeah. But it's like, I trust him. So I know it'll be fine. And then, um, I'm in DC. Yeah. You have any club dates coming up? Uh, yeah. October. I'm doing a bunch. Did I'm you also, remember? I don't. Oh, Benjamin.com? Yeah. And then Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'll always remind you guys because I don't fucking know half yeah, the time. Yeah, follow him on the social media. Yeah, because live is really fun. Because I'm live doing. Live is a lot of fun because you, you do, you bring the piano out. Yeah, keyboard. and it's 30, 30. Because I have to prove that I, I do stand up well before hitting the piano. That's like an ego thing. Because people oh, yeah, used to, Absolutely. Because people used to, uh, yeah, because. You can't follow music. Yeah, and it's also like uh, <laughs> when I would start with music. Uh, Swartzen, I used to open for Nick Swartzen for years and he would be like, can you put it under your arm? Like it's an actual crutch. And I, I like at the time it hurt my feelings, but it was the best thing that he ever could say oh, because I, when I would open for him, I would never use the piano. So that I became an actual stand up. Yeah. And then I could, it's almost like be like, Oh, and I can also do a backflip where it's just a novelty. It's, just a, yeah, it's, just it's a not like I need it. Right. Yeah. So That's yeah. Smart. Thank you. But you are very entertaining. Thank you. You're very funny and smart and dark <laughs> with moments of light. Brief, short, minuscule <laughs> moments of light. Most of it's dark. <laughs> yeah, like I look like a serial killer. You do look like a serial killer. I told you that like the first time I met you. I, was, I'm the pro- I think I'm the product of serial killer. Well, you got not my parents, but I think like way down the line. That's how you make people this tall. You're like the government has certain archetypes for people. You're the serial killer package. Like you're the serial killer Ken doll. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's Ken doll with a bunch of weird triggers. With <laughs> trigger Ken doll. With dead eyes. Yeah. Trigger Ken doll with Ken eyes. I think it's because when your eyebrows are relaxed, they rest just above your eye. So it looks like you're always <laughs> t- t- very intent. <laughs> Be like, hey, Barbie, don't touch my ankles. You know, it's like some weird trigger that like no one knows about. It's like, don't say the word yam and we'll have a great time at Malibu. <laughs> She's I- like, yeah. It's like, like smack. What? <laughs> yeah. Abusive. Oh God, Owen Benjamin, you're my neighbor. We have to do this more often. I'm in way into it. We should do this it. like once a month, or either I'm on your podcast or you're on mine. Yeah, we're d- just so close to each other, anyways. And we think a lot alike. We do. We're very dark, pessimistic people. With well, no, we're we're optimistic, but maybe we appear pessimistic because we 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 uh, shine the light on the truth of all the people's. I think we're optimistic. I just think a lot of people are full of shit. Yeah, and we call those people out. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get the title recurring guest in the future. Yeah, let's do recurring guests. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm down for that. Sweet. I'm uh, I'm gonna be at the Atlanta Improv end of Orlando. Or I was just there. It's Atlanta. awesome. No, Atlanta. Atlanta's awesome. I did New Year's Atlanta this Improv? year. Last year I did New Year's there. It was oh, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, I'm doing um You're Chicago gonna, this year. Chicago's amazing for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, Atlanta I'm doing Improv. Levity last, Live for last New Year's. Weekend of August, I think. You've done Levity Live. I love Levity I'm Live. I'm doing that for New Year's this year. That's going to be so much fucking fun. Yeah. Levity Live, oh my God, in New York, West Ugh. Nyack, that's going to be the best. So much heat. So Chicago <laughs> Improv, you, you've done that, right? It's, it's fucking amazing. Zanies. Zanies is great. I've yeah. never done Zanies, but I hear it's great. Uh, have you been to the Claremont Lounge in Atlanta? No. I've just done the Punchline, which is now closed, and then I've done the Improv well, twice. The cl- it's not a comedy club. It's a strip club that's been around since the 60s. Really? In the in the government tried to shut it down a bunch of times, and it's infamous. It also does stand up. You ever listen to that it's podcast, guys? We or no? They used to always combine stripping and stand up because the government, on some loophole, wouldn't shut it down. Because it was like a performance, like a real yeah. venue. I was listening to this podcast, guys. We fucked with like these two uh, comedians, yeah. and they're hilarious. And they were interviewing a pimp, and he was describing that setup. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and I that, that's the only reason I know that. that. Sounds like a great show. Yeah, guys, we fucked. It's guys, good. Guys, we fucked. Yeah, it's salad. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> also, just check out the guys that I fucked in general. Yeah. I'll put a list of them up on the internet. <laughs> It'll be a BuzzFeed article. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, what else do I need to tell you guys? Uh, I'm doing a giveaway, so you have to go on my Instagram page Saturday and do your best hashtag on a video, a, a picture that I'm going to post. I'll do one. You should do one. Um, and then you guys get the um, necklaces that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. And you have to follow Owen Benjamin. Stalk him because he's already stalking you. <laughs> yeah, follow, follow me back. Follow him back. Because I'm already following you. Yeah, he's already following you, so follow him back. I'm looking in, into your window right now. <laughs> he's looking into the window of your soul and your bedroom. I just right ducked. Now. You turned. You, I just ducked. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to leave you guys with that clip of ronda rousey talking about how she doesn't like do nothing bitches and she wasn't raised to be a do nothing bitch love it so don't you bitches do nothing do something with your lives and don't just suck dick (laughs) read a book read a book about how to suck dick and i'll respect you even more all right thank you owen (laughs) thank you thanks for having me yes ronda rousey in a minute i forgot i also have to do questions only a few questions this week because I was in such um, chill mode over the weekend that I forgot to post the questions. I have to do that a day early. I'm sorry, you bastards. I'll do that a day early. So don't forget, this coming Saturday, go to my Instagram page. 
I'm going to post a picture. I'll let, you, I'll let you know which one it is. Put your best hashtag and the winner will be announced on the podcast next Monday morning. You get you will win Urban Smith. I have <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Sounds like I've got scurvy. I have four custom made necklaces from the Urban Smith. They say each of them has like a cool phrase on them. One says, fuck you. One says, I love Stamos. One says, flawless. And one says, some other shit. I forget what the hell it is. But Emily at the Urban Smith was really nice enough to send me these necklaces to give away as a part of my Jesse Mays giveaway on the Sharp Tongue podcast. So those are up for grabs. If you can be funny and put a hashtag on the picture that I post on Saturday. So go to my Instagram on Saturday. The winner will be announced on Monday on this podcast. Uh, I'll answer some of your questions right now. Tori Fromm says, have you seen Thanksgiving one, Thanksgiving 1 and 3? I think I did see Thanksgiving. Is that with the crazy turkey that goes nuts? I may have seen that. I'll have to check it out. I also watch this really great show on BBC. I recommend if anyone has Amazon Prime, Laura hooked it up and we, we uh, binged, watched Fortitude. If anyone gets a chance, it's a pretty good uh, show. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is sexy. He's got that bald confidence. Ooh, and he's like four foot something. He's, he's a little fella, little Italian guy. Married to Emily Blunt's sister, I think. He's married to a blunt. Well, well, I'm about to marry a blunt after this podcast. Um, Robert Jackson asked, do you watch UFC? If yes, who's your favorite fighter? Well, what a topical question. I don't watch UFC. I really don't watch a lot of sports. I love to go to sporting events. I'm not a huge sports enthusiast, but I I have fallen a little bit in love with Ronda Rousey. Um, just her no gives fuck no fucks given attitude is kind of how I feel. And, uh, I'm afraid of her. <laughs> She's dope, man. She's dope. Joe Coplin, which brothers do you like best? Mario and Luigi or Warner brothers? Mario and Luigi, son. Come on. That's old school. Those little Italians. Those are my Goombas. Those are my Paisan, not my Goombas. My Goomba. That's a side chick. He's my Paisan. Okay. I'm all about the Italians, little Mario and Luigi. And they're plumbers. They're skilled trade workers. Yes. You know how many times I clog my toilet? I need a Mario and Luigi in my life. Bruce Bennard asks, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Or B&J's combo. Oh, my God. I read that as a BJ combo. I was like, are you asking me what favorite, my favorite ice cream is and what kind of blowjob combo I like to give? Because it's Dirty Sanchez is the answer for both of the questions. No, um... I love my I love ice cream. I love salted caramel gelato. I will punch a bitch Ronda Rousey style for some salted caramel gelato. I also love a good chocolate chip cookie dough. So everyone feel free to send me that. I didn't get perfume. I want ice cream. David Zinis, what's the best and worst pickup lines you've gotten from fans? Do I try to get some loving on the road and I ever been propositioned by a lady or always just a fellas? Uh, a lot of women hit, hit on me. A lot of women. And, we, you know, lesbians are very, can be very aggressive. It, confident lesbian, there's something about them, man. They don't give a fuck. They'll come up and hug your hip, put their hand right in your back pocket, and just direct you towards their car. And you just, you just go with it. 
a lot of women hit on me, you know, whatever. It's all good. Weirdest, worst pickup line. I think I might've posted, I, I get some really weird shit from guys. A lot of messages on Facebook. One guy just kept messaging me over and over and over. And I, I you know, I try and respond to everybody, but if you're going to be a gross bastard, I'm not going to respond to you. It just like know that now unless you're funny I'm not going to respond to you or intelligent I'm just not going to do it but one guy just said over he was just like you're beautiful you're so beautiful oh my god you're funny and beautiful it's like oh thank you thank you then when it is like 10 messages of the same thing you're like this person's having a fucking episode and so I didn't respond and then the next message he sent after like 10 you're beautifuls was I'll fuck ya <laughs> his name was Bill something I'll fuck ya romance is not dead ladies you just have to search it out and it might be right in your inbox you know you have to check your inbox before you get romance in your lady box there's steps to this um last question christopher McCalmont. want to go get falafel fuck you christopher i fucking hate falafel i don't appreciate that the falafel sounds like a, like a rejected muppet i went on a falafel rampage Last week on Twitter, and I pissed off a lot of falafel love, love, lovers. Falafel, falafel, Go fuck yourself, falafel. Okay, I hope you, cho- I hope you choke on a falafel, falafel. Okay, so okay, I sound like I'm so Syracuse. Okay, there was a bit in there when Owen sounded like he was so Syracuse. The accent snuck in there. Um, fun podcast. Owen's a very smart dude. I had so much fun today, bullshitting on this podcast situation um i'll be here next week and i don't know who the guest is gonna be i gotta figure that out might just be me i have to do a bunch of scheduling because uh i was busy and i didn't get to schedule a lot of people and everyone's busy now because comedians want to take time off um i will figure out who's going to be on next week but like i said before i am going to leave you with a little bit of inspirational advice and words from ronda rousey UFC champion of the world. Love you. I have this one term for the kind of woman that my mother raised me to not be. And I call it a do-nothing bitch. Or I call it a, a DNB a lot of the time. Like the kind of chick that just like, just tries to be pretty and be taken care of by somebody else. That's why I think it's hilarious. Like... Or if people like say that my body looks masculine or something like that, I'm just like, listen, I'm like, just because my body was developed for a purpose other than fucking millionaires doesn't mean it's masculine. I think it's femininely badass as fuck because there's not a single muscle on my body that isn't for a purpose because I'm not a do-nothing bitch. Ah!